right, we got the famous bass rutting in here. Thank you so much for coming in, sir. You're very welcome. Looking forward to it. I cannot believe you're from Netherlands. Yeah, crazy, right? What's the Netherlands like? It's, uh, well, we have the clocks, right? So everybody thinks we're walking around in wooden shoes. And then we have the windmills, the cheese, <laughs> and we got the flowers, the tulips. And then we got Van Gogh, Vermeer, Rembrandt. We got all the big painters. And we had uh, legal weed since I was a kid. It there was always go. legal with us. And I think we're the first country you were okay to gay marriage also. So, yeah, it's been a, it's a fun country to be at. You know, a lot of taxes, though, but <laughs> it's fun. Hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so then as you're growing up, wait, you're six years old, right? Tell me the story. You're, you had, I'm sorry, you were six and you had really bad asthma. Yeah. Now, what was like that going through school where you had to wear turtlenecks and, and long? Yeah, because the asthma, uh, the asthma came together with the eczema, a skin yeah. disease. And it was a horrible skin disease. It was weird because I used to live in a city. We moved to a village and that's where it suddenly came out. When I came out of the womb, I was completely covered, but I went away right away. Never came back. Was very sick when I was four. Had rheumatic fever. Spent like four months in the hospital. But, but I was the good part because there was either leukemia or was that, so that, thankfully I had that uh, because I, I met a friend there who passed away, a little kid, it was very sad. That's hard to hear that. And then, um, yeah, we moved and then suddenly my eczema came back. And as a kid, of course, you know, I was the leper in school, that's what they called me. So, uh, hey, leper, watch out, your ears don't fall off, or if I would scratch <laughs> oh. my teeth or something, watch out for your teeth, don't fall out. You know, so, uh, and that together with the asthma, which was also really bad, so I would have I would have asthma constantly, inhalers, really bad inhalers, by the way. The inhalers that they had in the, in the back in the day were capsules, like a, a capsule that you normally take. You have to put it in like a, a, a thing, a wheel, and then you put a cap over it, you click it, and then you puncture it, and then you, if you suck on it, it starts spinning and it goes into there. But the problem is if you have an asthma attack, <laughs> you, don't have time you can't suck. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. So it wouldn't work. It was the dumbest thing ever. So now it's like, it works. Not at the time. I took 45 pills a day. I uh, wow. had to wear gloves everywhere I went because if I would make a fist at times, sometimes it would burst and like pus would come out. It was disgusting. You know? hot. How old were you? Yeah, from six. That was from six till... 16 around that age when I have it had it bad yeah and then it starts clearing up so yeah but that's you know they put me on the track it put me that's why I'm sitting here with you talking right now because it pushed me to learn how to fight to go after the bullies so and what was the big thing with Bruce Lee he he, he changed everything for me I was uh, 12 years old we were in a movie theater in France we went on a vacation with the family and my brother and I, we sneaked into the movie Enter the Dragon, which was 17 years and older, but we found a way to get in there for free, and we saw we could watch it. And that's when I saw Bruce Lee. I go, dude, if I'm like that guy, I'm gonna take care of the bullies. So took nobody me, could fuck with me. Nobody. <laughs> and uh, took me two years to convince my parents because I always thought it was violence. They thought, but then after two years, they finally broke, and they said, okay, do it, go, go, go. They got sick of me, and I was very fortunate to uh, live next to. Uh, Two beautiful neighbor girls, and they were day. One of them was dating the cool guy, guy in town. Xavier was his name. Xavier, we would say in Holland. We pronounce it different. And he took me under a swing with the, to the adult classes. So I was the only kid, fourteen-year-old kid, in the adult classes. And within months, I started beating up some adults. And I overheard them talk about me in the dressing room. Man, did you see that kid? Man, he freaking he dropped a jack with a back kick. Oh, everybody laughing. Man, that kid has a lot of talent. He's really good. And so I started listening to that, and I started believing it. Uh, so that gave me a little confidence. And then I got in my fight, that's still num is the number one fight for me, 
Geshaki was his name from Holland in my school. He was the biggest bully. And they were riding their bike. Hey, leper! They shouted something, and this time I shouted something back. Mm. And um, and they they started laughing. I looked back, and sure enough, they started to chase me. But I told myself, that's it. So I put my bike on the stand, and they surrounded me with their bikes. And then he came, started bumping his chest into my chest and telling me that I should hit him. So I <laughs> obliged. <laughs> and that's when I found out he was actually a really weak person. It was one punch. You know, all the taekwondo I did with the kicking. I hit him with a punch, but the problem was he broke his nose. He was knocked out, he was out cold. None of his friends jumped in, so they were all afraid of him. They would just be with him, you know, join him if you can beat him, right? Um, but the, the police showed up because he had to go to the hospital for his nose. So that's my mom and dad immediately took me off. But I always say this in my defense, they didn't know I was bullied. You know, my mother had a lot of work with me. Uh, we had the whole family sending in old bed sheets uh, where they would rip two bandages and put creams on my arms and hands every night and I would rip them off from your ching and had this big stone next to my bed. I would hit the stone the whole time because that would the itching was so annoying. I would rather had pain than that. Um, so I never told them I was bullied. I think if they would have known, my dad would have said, no, no, he stays. But unfortunately, it wasn't. But now I had the taste. So now I started going after every kid that got bullied in school guess who took care of the bully, you know, because now I knew I could do it. And I made a list, and I went after every single person. I mean, it was sad, so, so play. So, sometimes I think about the guy still sitting like, boss, please, I don't know. I go, well, <laughs> I still remember, I'm sorry. So I knocked him out. You know, I just, uh, yeah, the, the, the violence you get from that, you know, there's still things that people shouldn't say to me. You know, this is 40 years later, you would think you can deal with that stuff. That's why when you see those school shootings, and, and it, listen, I condone it and, I, and, and it's the worst thing ever, but I can understand it. I remember there was a moment, they, uh, I tried to be, I saw a Tarzan movie, I guess, <laughs> and on the schoolyard, there were trees as well, and these kids stopped messing with me, and I thought I was gonna get the biggest guy, but there was a branch hanging, and I jumped in the branch, and I went to stomp him, like you see in the movies. And I and the branch broke and I fell uh, on my back. You actually jumped off the branch. Oh yeah, no, I was a, cre a cle uh, tree climber. I I was three four hours a day in the in the forest wow. because I had no friends. I was yeah. swinging treetops. Just something to do. Yeah, and and it was good for the bullies because they couldn't do it. But anyway, I fell and then everybody started laughing. And I remember I ran home and we lived two hundred yards away from the school. And I went to the kitchen, grabbed the kitchen knife, and I ran back. And my mom thankfully saw me running on the street through the window and she went after me and she stopped me. And I don't know what I would have done, but I was livid. I, I might have stabbed one. I was completely, I lost all control. So thankfully she saw it and she took the knife out of my hand. So that's why I always go with these kids. You know, I go, I can understand it, man. It's, it's really bad. They push you to a certain limit. Yep. And now especially online, all the things that you read. <clears throat> Oh, dude, I'm relentless with that kind of stuff. Imagine now. Ima imagine, like, all the social media now. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh dude. But, but the social media now, yeah. I would go after the bullies, and I would film it, and I would post it. I go, this is the guy who bullied me when I was... <laughs> Bonk! Yes. All the views, yeah, you know? Yeah. Monetize it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think the police will yeah. like it. You make it a pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. Dude, can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, that's what they should do anyway with really bad people, I always said, you know? Yeah. Just beat the crap out of them and put it on TV and the money goes to the families yeah. who get hurt. That's what they should do because then it stops. All these extra privilege that you give to criminals, to pedophiles, to this and that, stop. You know, just put them in a regular prison. Suddenly that disease will be cured for 90%. Why? Because they kill them. That's what they do. And then stop. My friend's from Iran and he said, oh, we almost never have that. 
I said, what, pedophiles? He says, I know there will be there, but nobody's doing it. I said, why not? So we kill them. Get rid of them. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And 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 get, it works, right? So uh, I'm sorry, but if you know you, if you try to cover things up, you know you're doing something wrong. And if you know you're doing something wrong, you should pay for that. That's my. Because why else would you cover it up, right? Exactly. Like a per- yeah, but he no doesn't know. To. No, but why does he cover up then if he doesn't know it, right? It's, it's full of shit. Under hundred <laughs> percent. So. No, I can't stand that. So how'd you come up with O2 Trainer? I think that is the coolest thing. Yeah, right? It's an, uh, it's, uh, see, again, I'm sitting here because of my fighting, but the O2 Trainer came up because of my asthma. Right, that's why Like I, I just thought about Segway that. Segwayed in there, look yeah, at so, you. Yeah. <laughs> I, you like that one, right? Yeah, I love that. Because you know, it's- Can it's, you pop out tab one, please? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I had an, um, I was doing track and field at a pretty high level already when I was young. I was always a very good athlete. I was the, in kid, every, uh, nobody wanted to be friends with me, but in school at, at uh, uh, PE, I was the first one they choose because I, I beat everybody with everything in sports. I was just good at sports. Uh, but needless to say, the 400 meters, 800 meters, and 1500 meters I was doing decathlon was the worst for me because of my asthma. But well, I would- What was your favorite sport? So, uh, aside from fighting? What was your favorite track sport? and field? Track and field. Yeah, discus, shot put, high jump, low j- long jump. I I was, I was really good at everything. Pretty very much. athletic. Yeah, I was very, very athletic. athletic. I wanted to become the next Bruce Jenner, the Dutch Bruce Jenner, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah, because yeah. he was my idol, 1976 hey, gold Olympic. You can't medal. take away. He he was a beast. Unbelievable. Whatever the fuck. Yep. Whatever's going on now. Hey, whatever. Yep. His that, choice. He was a he, monster. Yep, he was, and. Um, but um, I would realize that after an asthma attack, like my attacks were a week in bed. You have to understand, not able to eat. Because people go like, <laughs> oh, my asthma is acting up. I go, 24-7 for a week, <laughs> laying in bed like that, go to the restroom. And I had to fly the stairs going down. That's a 45-minute freaking experience to go down. And then going up the stairs, that's taking two steps, sitting down. Two steps, sitting down, resting, 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 because you couldn't, you know? But then after an attack, I would always have my, um, I break my running times, and it would drive me insane. Why was that? Maybe the medication I was taking, I, was, I, couldn't, I couldn't figure it out until I went to the doctor and I saw a drawing of a pair of lungs at the, on the wall, and it showed the lung infection is not in your lungs. It shows it's in the airways that go to the lungs. And there was one infected airway, and it showed, so an infected one, and it showed a healthy one next to it, and that was the idea. That's why I said, oh, I've been working out my lungs, pulling air in through an infected area with resistance, that's why when the inf- it made them stronger, and then when the infection is gone, now they're stronger, I can breathe better. You, you actually subconsciously kind of like corrected it in a way. That's what I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we right how that goes. But you, but you see, it's also the body doing it already yeah. for us, if you think about it. It adapts. It adapts. And then I got the, I started working with washers, you know, bolts and nut washers with a little hole in it, I put yeah. them in front of my teeth, and I tried to breathe through that. You know, but this needs to say it's very dangerous because I can see why you would do that, though, right? To try to get more right into the passageway. No, no, no. To 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 breathe air in with resistance that I could control, so oh, it would be harder to breathe into right. that little tiny hole. Mm. I see. You know, so uh, I actually on my keychain I got dropped off here with the fly because otherwise I could show you my keychain. I have a little washer still because that's that was the that was the idea for the auto trainer, but needless to say, super dangerous because if I open my mouth, the thing shoots in your lungs. It's if it's in your lungs, you can't heimlich it out. You're dead. <laughs> You know, that's it. It's, I always tell this horrible story because in class, a lot of guys, they have a, a chewing gum. You can literally die from that, right? Those people, you go online and you can die from that because if, and especially in fighting, if you get hit, you go, you breathe in and it shoots in your lungs. And the story I tell with this is it's a horrible story. It's an, a, a little, I think a nine-year-old girl who got a tooth pulled 
and the guy dropped it and shot in a lung. She died on the upper on the table. Oh, wow. You know, so and that's I but I always tell my students that story. I said, That's what I mean with I'm not angry at you, but you know, if you die and I I saw you chewing gum and I didn't say anything, it's kinda of my fault, you know, being the it, teacher. It's on your conscience. That's right? it. Stop doing that. So Anyway, I started experimenting with that, but then, you know, it was very dangerous. I didn't know how to make it, and, but it was always on my head, in my, in my head. And every party we would go to, people would talk about um, uh, ideas, inventions, and I would always say, oh, man, you have to need a thing that can control the air intake, because, and everybody would tell me, you got to make that thing, you got to make that thing. And then um, Vandalay Silva, he was teaching on the ultimate fighter with another fighter, and he let his um, uh, fighters train with a snorkel device. And I, it was not the same what I have, but what he's doing is rebreathing carbon dioxide. And if you do that, it might spark the red blood cell count. So I understand what he was doing. My, my telephone went crazy. He goes, dude, I go, what? He said, the episode was on. He said, somebody's going to come up with a bus. You got to make it now. That was like 2010, 2011. Did, did the red blood cell did go up? Yeah, that will go up if you... And, and, and the white went down? Or no, white, white stays the same, yeah. Level. White is yeah. To, for cutting wounds and all that stuff. Yeah, I just didn't know, like, the way you guys were doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then um, I stopped making it, made a prototype. I started training with the prototype, and, and three weeks later, I didn't need my inhaler anymore. Hmm. And I was carrying my inhaler everywhere I went. I mean, every single fight, everywhere I go, I would always have an inhaler in my pocket. Because if I would sneeze violently, my lungs would close. Every, a lot of asthma patients has the same. You have to open them up. So I called my buddy in Holland, and I said, hey, listen, uh, I'm going to send you something because I knew he had asthma. Eight days later, he calls me, too. My asthma's gone. So he sells them now in Europe for me because he's a freaking reliever. And I go, okay, we're onto something. But it took a long time. It took a long time. And then I got introduced by Joey Diaz, the comedian. Yeah. He right. He's in Jersey now, right? He's in Jersey, yeah. yeah. He set me up with uh, Dr. Belize Vrenich. And, and, and she made a big impact in my life with, with all my breathing knowledge. Everybody goes, how do you know so much about That's her. You know, she's really good, really smart lady. Knows a lot about breathing. I had pulmonologists telling me now, dude, you know more than any doctor out there with lungs. This is insane. How do you know? I said, that's Dr. Belize Anyway, the first thing that she did when I came there was measuring my chest expansion. I will go into that a little bit uh, later. I knew what she was doing. Uh, so she says, okay, exhale and inhale. And she measures and she started laughing. She goes, no, no, no. She says, that's not possible. Do it again. And I do it again and she goes, wait. And she walks out and she comes back with another doctor. And I go, okay, what's going on? She says, well, if I don't bring him, she's not going to believe it. I said, what do you mean? She says, well, normally when somebody breaks the record, like chest expansion in, in inches, it's broke by like a an eighth of an inch, a quarter of an inch, and you just almost went two inches over. And then they found out that it was the auto trainer. So now she and put she it in like, a book. If, if two doctors don't see it, nobody's going to believe me. That's right? it. She said, <laughs> because then the guys, you should have called me. Because it was that much difference. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's what I, when I, when I told you. you know, a, a breathing IQ, and everybody can do this. You can go to the thebreathingiq.com, and you can measure your, your, uh, your breathing, uh, and it will give you a number. And if you have 100% is good. I had 182 so she was like, whoa, whoa what's wow. going on here? So that was the craziest thing, yeah. And, and you know, it's, I'll, I'll tell you a few things. This takes two minutes, but then people really know what it does for you, sir. So first of all, nothing in your body that you have control over is more important than breathing. It starts with that. Because you have the survival rule of three. An average human being can go three weeks without food, three days without water, three minutes without oxygen. We all look what we eat and drink, but nobody pays attention to the number one priority, right? That's number one. Fact number two is that your lungs don't do anything. They're just two backs. There's not a muscle in your lung. The way your lungs work is by chest expansion. 
the more you can expand your chest because there's a vacuum between the body and the lungs. And if you expand your chest, that opens up, that sucks open the lungs. That's how you literally how you breathe, by your breathing muscles. Now, the biggest muscle for inhaling is the diaphragm. And there's the external intercostal muscles, which are the muscles in between your ribs. Those are for exhaling, ex, uh, inhaling. Inhaling is your obliques, your core, and your internal intercostal muscles. So the more you can expand your chest, the more power you can get in there. And know that you have 11 pounds. Every human being has 11 pounds of breathing muscles. Fact number three. This is all you can. This backed up by science. You can go and publish medical journals. You can check everything. Oh yeah, out I, I read medical journals. One hundred percent. All the time. All the time. Metaborflex. I love hearing this. I love hearing it. What is metaborflex? That I don't. Know. You see, but me neither. I didn't know. We know it as gassing. Yeah, when you gas. You know what? What happens when you're gassing? Let's say you're running. You're running a hill, and suddenly you start gassing. That is, your body starts to regulate all the all, all the blood. It starts. It stops the blood going to your legs, your oxygenated blood, and it sends it to your number one priority in the body, which is your breathing muscles. That's why you're gassing. So why not update those 11 pounds of breathing muscles, you would think, right? Then fact number four, stamina. How is it that if you train really hard, your stamina increases? People come, yeah, just train hard. No, what is the reason? I always want to know what the reason is. Your body adapts, right? Your body adapts. Your muscle, you train the muscle over and over again, it becomes more efficient. And once it becomes more efficient, well, the world already says it, it uses less oxygen. It's more efficient. So your stamina increases. Now then, for number five, this is the biggest one, because everybody, when you tell somebody, and I was the one included, 95% of the people are breathing wrong. That's I believe that 100%. Yeah, if I say to you, take a deep breath. I know I'm breathing wrong. That's just 100% wrong. You can get up to five times more. Raising your chest is the worst thing you can do. And I will go into a little bit later why that is, but raising your chest is the worst thing you can do. Know that four to six of these breaths is the same as one belly breath. So let's take the lowest number. Let's take four. And you're a fighter. You come out of the corner, out of the fight. You go back to your corner. You're very tired. Instead of uh, inhaling 40 times, you can get the same amount of air in by doing it 10 times correctly. It's the, it's the most craziest thing. It's, uh, it's the most craziest thing that people don't even know this. And I go a little bit. I'm going to talk about why that is. Now, the last one is uh, lung volume. You have always these people who are talking about that they, their product can increase your lung volume, right? It can't. You have a set pair of lungs. Once you pass the age of 18, whatever it is, you, you, those lungs... Your lungs are your lungs. That's it. Which is an average for, for guys is like 6.4 liters, which is like a gallon and a half. And for women, it's like 4.2 liters, which is like a gallon. Yeah. Right? That's the difference. Now, if you, after the age of 29, your thoracic flexibility, so your chest flexibility starts uh, going less. And because of that, your lungs start to shrink. You lose literally like 100 milliliters of lung every year. So over 10 years, that's one liter I mean, think about it. We have six liters, and in 10 years, one liter goes, that's a lot. Unless, of course, you start doing breathing exercises. So, for instance, if you're 40 years old, you never did, never did any breathing exercises, yes, you can increase your lung volume, but only to what they were before. Because now they're shrunk, but you can make them big again, but then it go back to the size that you originally had from below. And if, I, if I'm following you correctly, if you don't breathe right, and you only, you know, you get six shots basically you get six shots and you're done but if you're breathing right 
maybe you get 10 shots and you live longer too. You live long, every Everything right? increases. It's yeah. the most bizarre thing for me. But I, but I'm toes, so huh? excited about this and people don't understand. Let's for meditation. For Know that this, and you have in Aramaic and in Latin and in Greek, the word breath is the same as spirit. You know, and it is because it all has a connection. These people who want to meditate at this, breathing. It's all breathing. If you see a high, a high level, um, um, what do we say, special forces, you think they, uh, snipers, you think they chest breathe? Hell no. <laughs> it's a lot of movement. No, here. Oh. It's no movement. Right. It's all body. And the O2 trainer, what it does, it controls the air intake. And it will force you to use your breathing muscles. Because pulling air in through a little tiny hole, this is an O2 trainer, there's a little tiny hole in there. Doing it with chest expansions is not going to work. You need more power. So automatically your body starts focusing on your breathing muscles. And this is a fun reason. You know why we stop breathing correctly? Because we all breathe correctly when we come out of the womb. If you look at a baby, you see only the belly move. And that stops at the age of five and a half. Again, go online, find the test. It's all proven. This is all proven what I'm saying. So what happens is around the age of five and a half, this is where we go to school. And now some of these kids wear a belt. It starts with that. And now these kids go to the doctor and the doctor put a stethoscope on the, on the chest and they say, okay, take a deep breath. <sighs> oh, this is where my lungs are. That's what they think. You know, they, they do everything wrong. Then they start looking at superheroes. And the superheroes- As, as everything's developing, they're saying deep, take deep breaths, put the belt on, squeeze against everything, right? But, but also because they don't want to look fat. Because all these kids yeah. believe, because now they grow up, they become self-conscious and they see girls and, they, and the girls also, same thing. If I breathe through my belly, they might think I'm fat. You see, and all these factors together will take that perfect breath away. We are actually the only animal on the planet that has lungs that breathe incorrectly. All the other ones, <laughs> they breathe correct. <laughs> Fucking right. It's the most insane yeah, thing really. it is. I mean, I mean COVID. I, I had no I COVID, no this. I've been traveling through COVID, to Euro, I've back, for everywhere, people, nothing, you know? And I an really- ant, I, An ant breeze, brother. A cockroach. <laughs> a cockroach. A cockroach. Uh, Tony Montana, a cockroach, man. <laughs> you can't kill those fuckers. Somebody wants to be able to breathe, right? But you see, I mean, it's insanity what breathing can do for you. Yeah. And I always say this, you know, if you look at, uh, if you have two teams that are skilled equally, the team with the most stamina is going to win the fight, yeah. whatever they're doing, because they can keep pushing. Same with fighters, equally skilled. This is the biggest one. If I say this and then you don't pay attention to this, you're the dumbest person on the planet. If Imagine you have two brothers, two clones. They're identical. Fingerprints are the same. DNA, everything's identically the same. And they decide to start a competition between the two of them. Let's do a triathlon. So they have a coach come in, and the coach sits in front of them. They get the same information from the running coach. They get the same information from the cycling coach, same information from the swimming coach. Everything is the same. They eat the same, drink the same, sleep the same. They do everything the same. Only one guy trains his breathing muscles, 11 pounds of breathing muscles. Who do you think is going to win? And there you have your answer. And then you look at the UFC, you see Tony Ferguson. Everybody is like, all the fight. I talk to the fighters. They go like, man, I wish I had his stamina. His stamina. Everybody's talking, you can have it. It's just doing it. You know, look at Tony Ferguson when he goes to the corner after hard round. There's no movement whatsoever. You know, yeah. And raising your chest, you know what happens also? Raising your chest, first of all, you get like five times less oxygen in, but also those muscles to carry your chest up, your neck, your traps, your shoulders, all those muscles need oxygen. Once you start breathing diaphragmatically, all the coaches, oh, coach of the year, coach of the year, you suck. You don't even pay attention to breathing. It's insanity to me. Jack Daniels, not the drink, of course, yeah. the, the most famous endurance coach on the planet. First thing he does, you read his book. He comes, an athlete comes in, take your shirt off. 
breathe. That's the first thing he does, because if the breathing is not good, he's going to correct that first before we start training. Mm. So with all that said, I go like, you're insane if you don't think about it. And we all want to, things too fast. And the problem with this thing is, what fighters have, we want things today, right? We want to work out today. That's why I see guys using steroids all that day. They want more, 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 more. The problem is this. If I just work out my biceps, for instance, and then an hour later, somebody asked me to carry some things and I have to use my biceps. Well, they're a little weaker because I just really put them Crushed to work, them, right? So what they do, they use the auto trainer and after that they go train and then they feel, shit, man, it looks like I'm getting tired. Yes, because your breathing muscles are not updated yet. Well, why don't you stick with it for a month? It takes four minutes a day, four minutes a day before you work out, which you do every day. So what, what I do, five o'clock I wake up, at six o'clock I'm in the gym, first thing I do is breathing exercise. I actually post them. Every single day I post them to inspire people on a special Facebook page, uh, Balsfoodens O2 Bootcamp, to do it as well. It's the first thing I do. And once those muscles are updated, now, before I do a hard conditioning workout, I do 30 repetitions first. Because now also preliminary studies have been saying that your second wind is your diaphragm being warmed up. If I do this thing for 30 repetitions, I, I don't have a dip. I, I can did. just spare right away. That was in the American Journal that when your diaphragm warms up. There you go. Yeah. That you was, see? That was, yeah. The best one I have, and I have the video here, and I asked Leo de Machida of the video, the, the voice message, Leo de Machida. I work with him at Karate Combat. It's a full contact karate league that we do. By the way, 27th here, and if you want to come in Orlando, I get your tickets if you want. Yes, please. Yeah, that's, uh, you got to watch. Karate.com, go there. It's, it's, it's Olympic level uh, karate cast fighting full contact in the pit, dude. It's insane. <sighs> yeah, yeah. You you really want to see it. it's it's a really good thing. But um, I gave uh, Leo de Machida one. Leo de Machida is different than all the fighters. I give maybe 150 away. Maybe five used it hmm. because apparently if you give something, they don't respect it or they use it two days and oh, it doesn't work and they stop. He he did it for four months straight. He gets COVID, and after COVID, he said two days later he left me a message. Yeah, two days later, he said, I started training with his, with his students who fight in the UFC and Bellator. They fight in all organizations, professional fighters. He says, I, I was outworking everybody. He says, I did not get tired about it. My muscles got tired, but my breathing was completely under control. He was freaking out. I said, dude, that's exactly the same what happened to me. That's why I'm screaming it from the rooftops. So I go, wake up. Yeah. Focus on that. You're right, because that's the base. The yeah. breathing is the base. Everything. You want a lo you want longer, longer workouts? Yeah. Train your freaking breathing muscles. Yeah. You can sustain longer workouts. Everything, that's the base. That's I the brought base. one for you. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, and a very nice blue one. Thank you very much. Look at this. <laughs> Thank you, definitely, man. But you see, the idea is super simple. It's a super simple idea. I breathe in. This side has a flap. It closes. I take us to the side so everybody can see. Yeah. So the, the just side... Tell, just tell Rob what to do. We'll scroll down and yeah. do whatever. Yeah, no. So on the left side, there's a flap. You can't see it from here, but you can breathe out. You can exhale completely. This is important. You can breathe out with the resistance because then you can fill up your entire respiratory system. And then all these caps come with it. You have one millimeter, one and a half, two, two and a half. And from that moment on, it goes to three, four, five, six, seven. On the very low settings, I always had an added a half a millimeter because the jump between one millimeter and two is a big jump. So do you start with the bigger I'm taking? Right? Yeah, but no, but down. that's why you, in the beginning I started working out with it 
uh, with, with the caps. And so I started with a large cap. But now then I got in contact with the guy who trained Usain Bolt, and he says, no, 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 no. you got to do breathing exercises for this. Yeah. Wow. He, he sleeps in a, in a high, elev uh, high elevation tent, and when he wakes up, first, first thing he does is training his breathing muscles. Wow. And that's for nine seconds running. So you can only imagine what it does, the power he can get. Wow. You know, so my asthma got away by training with it, like boxing with it, but he says, do the breathing e exercise. Once I start doing the breathing exercises, that's when everything went completely nuts. Then Dr. Belisa Vranich, she also showed me my back breathing muscle. What people don't realize is you not only breathe here, you're 360 degrees circumferential around your body. Now my back breathing muscles, I never worked out. And you literally lean forward and you start breathing in and you focus on your back to expand. It's, it's crazy. Now I made the mistake doing 30 repetitions, that's what we say. Don't do that with the breathing <laughs> exercise because you're gonna walk around four days. <laughs> it's like you have to, I have bodybuilders buying them for their abs now. That's how hard your, how thick your core gets from it. But once I started adding the back breathing, then I went to a whole different level. Now I train with guys in my gym. I train maybe once every three weeks. I outlast these guys. So and they go, how is this possible? I go, do the freaking auto trainer. I say, I'm giving it to you. Why don't you use it? So are you, are you real quick, if you're, so you're, before you're doing your workout, right? Going to the gym in the morning, workout. Before you're even doing any of that, you're taking that. First and thing. And how long are you doing that for? 30 repetitions. I do five minutes. But 30 repetitions should take you between three and four and a half minutes. And that's opening up everything and getting you breathing properly. And, and it's this isn't something that's going to happen overnight. This is something you have to do. 30 days. Do it 30 days. You're not going to stop anymore. Asthma patients, you do it for 30 days. If, if you have exercise-induced asthma, I'll give you... Completely be cured. Not, I give you your money back. If you have allergies, asthma, 70% or more is going to be gone within a month. Otherwise, I give you your money back. Not one have taken my, my, my money back. But the thing I have to see, though, is 30 repetitions of you. Because I'm not going to believe that you do it. Because people, we live in a sissy society because, oh, it, it takes so much and my muscles start hurting and they stop. Oh, I did it 30 repetitions. You didn't do it. Because if you do it, it works. I know it works. You know where I can see that really working like crazy and I could be wrong? Like like deep diving, like swimmers, oh, 100%. You know, like long swimmers. Yep, everything. Yeah. I'm now thinking about Hamas, uh, Lamas class yeah. for women breathing. Yeah, yeah, I mean everything. And they say, does it get you longer breath hold? Breath holds is a completely different animal. But but think about this: your chest expansion, mine is 182, right? So I can pull more air in. Well, more air is longer, staying long underwater, right? And that together, if you combine with your breathing uh, training that you do, and also this, this is another fun thing. You have Belisa Vrenich's uh, breathing technique. You got Wim Hof, you got Stanislav Grof, you got the Buteyko technique. I mean, there's so many different ones. And they say, oh, why do you do it? No, you're doing it, but this will strengthen, this will make your breathing technique even better because now you strengthen them. Like you cannot breathe without resistance and think that it's going to give you, an, it will give you endurance but not strength. It's like doing a, a bicep scroll with no weights. Yeah, you can get a pump, but you're going to have to do the 150, 200 <laughs> times, right? You see? So you add a weight. This is weight training for your breathing muscles. That's mm -hmm. exactly what it is. Rob, scroll up to the top. Yeah. It says uh, my story. It's yeah. really, you can download it. There's a free download, and we'll have this in the description. So you can download that. That's really cool. Yeah. No, it's and, and then people know where it came from. And it, it's, listen, you won't find one. I sell the body action system. It's a punching, kicking device, right? In the beginning, people say, oh, we're going to break it. Dude, I broke two times a head. Over 11 years, I kicked the head. <laughs> so if I, if I don't break it, you're not going to break it. Trust me. And then people finally start seeing it. And now oh, we sell a lot because, shit, it doesn't break. It really works. Every product that I bought on the market, give me one, any person I challenge. 
find one product that I do. I lost a lot of money because there were people with mouthpieces which were open in the begin in the middle. Sixty thousand dollars if I would promote it. I said no because it's not a good mouthpiece. And sure enough, I was right. Two years later, they got sued. They got because the mouth is open. You want to lock the jaw because otherwise it's going to shift and you're going to break your jaw. You see, I could have made an easy sixty thousand dollars, but I decided not to because if I do it, then they're not going to believe my next product what I'm going to bring on the market. And that's that's why yeah, I one hundred. Now you have shit. Now you have shit on your portfolio. That's it. And then nobody's going to believe you anymore. Yeah. It's like in court. You know, you lie once. That's yeah. it. That's it. You're <laughs> You're good. And they're after you forever. That's it. That's, <laughs> it. that's really it. So it's just crazy that no one focuses. And I didn't think about it till we're talking about this. You don't really focus on no, breathing. I never thought about it either. Like, and then you know, because you think you do it correctly because you've been doing it your entire life. Correct. And I think about it, like my kids play football, right? And um, my one son, he's a offensive lineman, but undersized, right? And he's going against these big behemoths, right? Yeah. But the problem with them is they're strong. You don't want to get in one on one with them. Yeah. But they get tired quickly, and they're and they're not breathing correctly. So he's, I mean, this would be something that he would take to perform him to another level. But he's more physically in shape than these guys. He may get bull rushed a few only times. Only in the beginning. But yep. after that, his his uh, stamina is keeping up, and these guys are gassed. They're that gassed. was my biggest thing. I found in Japan, there was no weight classes in Japan, right? Which I found out on the day of the fight. It was uh -huh. fun, right? And so this tall guy walks up there to no me. no weight classes in No, Japan. there was no I, weight. You got to tell me this whole story. You got to tell me this story. So oh, I go shit. to Japan, right? Oh, and I'm fuck. thinking, why is there no weight in? I thought it was weird. And then I thought, did I think about... what? Did I have to be a certain weight? I thought there was like 83 kilos. I had no clue anymore what was going on. Okay, well, the Japanese are very honest, <laughs> so I'm sure that because I'm finding a Japanese guy, he will be in my weight. So I go to the fight the next day, and this tall guy walks up to me, like 6'4", oh and he gives me a hand, and I say, hey, how are you doing? She's a promoter, and he goes, no, no, I'm fighting you tonight. I go, <laughs> you're fighting me tonight? <laughs> I said, what's your weight? And he was like 32 pounds heavier than me, right? And I go, is that, is that not too heavy? And then the promoter walked up. And the promoter, I said, is, you're the promoter, yeah. Is he not too heavy? And he goes, no, 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 Mr. Ruth, we have no weight classes. You know, everybody fights everybody. I go, I tried to smile. I go, yeah, yeah, I love it, I love it. And then he said, I said, oh, before you walk away, how many rounds are we fighting? I thought we fight five rounds in one minute or three minutes. He goes, 30. Did one you, round to 30 you minutes. Breathing like oh God, yeah. you start breathing like mother. I wish I had that thing at the <laughs> time, did. dude. Oh, dude. But the good thing when I was going to come back with you from is that, you know, you, we have more stamina, the little guy. You know, so you fight a big guy, and in the beginning it might look bad, but then once you start taking, you're going to look really good beating up a big guy. Well, you, you know what they always say? The bigger they are, the Harder quicker they, they drop. That's it. The, my last opponent was 265. Wow. Yeah, he was a big dude. Yeah, and I was 211. You oh, see, that's a big shit. difference in that. But I knew I will outlast you. I will, have, you know, maybe I have a problem in the beginning. Thankfully, I didn't. But I might, you know, but then I'm going to take over. As long as I keep hanging in there, you're going to tire. I'm not going to go tire. And if you see me breathing in my fights, I have literally a clip on my website where you see me. It's a world title fight in the corner like this. <laughs> that, if I come out of a super hard right now, it's literally like this. <sighs> and every time it's like, what the heck? It blows me away every single time when I train now. That's how powerful this freaking thing is. It blow I hope more people start seeing it. I hope people start Googling and look at the guy like Jack Daniels, you know, that's really high-level endurance coaches, and then realize, oh, crap, yeah, we have to do it. And then go to a published medical website and push in inspiratory muscle training because that's what this is, an inspiratory muscle training. And then you won't find on my website is maybe 15. Go up, go up to the top yeah, now. go to science. Yeah, science is good. And these are all published medical journals. You click on that, you go to the published medical web, and look what it does. 
high-intensity performance. Then you got the COPD, COPD, asthma, cystic fibrosis, high altitude, endurance, ankle problems. Your balance works. I mean, there's things that I didn't even know. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. It's the craziest thing. And you know that the doctors hate that. Oh, They hate it because they can't give you pills. I love it that you say that because I went to a doctor who treats uh, kids with actually my asthma, and I wrote him a letter, and I said, I have this, it will stop, and uh, uh, I'll I'll send you for free. Yeah, don't even say, yeah. And I never got a phone call. Oh. And my buddy said the same thing that you said. He says, they don't want them cure bus no. because they can't write prescriptions anymore. Because they want to give that one pill, that then you get a side effect, another pill, yep. and, then, and then you build an endurance to that pill, and then another pill, another pill, another pill. It's sick. Drives it's sick. me insane. I thought you... Uh, you have to sign something like the, like a, like a cop, right? You have to protect the surf. Well, protect the surf. That's your job, and that's the same with doctors. Help people, and that's not what they're doing. No, it's insanity. No, no. I'll explain this here. Oh, that's that's a, the, my very first one that I did. That was Dr. Frank Wyatt. That was at the university. He started dealing with it, and he realized that because you're rebreathing a little bit of carbon dioxide, it did spark the red blood cell count, but not a not a big really big number. So the focus for this is really training your breathing muscles. And like I said, it will force your breathing muscles to work so you breathe correctly and that can give you up to five times more oxygen. I was on a Joe Rogan show a long time ago and we used that ad and I said to him, and he says, so you can improve your endurance 20%? You said, how long? I said, six weeks. And he goes, boss, that's insane. I go, okay. So now I come back to that. I go like, okay, maybe I was a little off. It's only for 95% of the people. And it's not 20%, it's more than 20%. That's how it is. And the 5% who breathe correctly, I guarantee you have breathing classes. They know how to breathe. They pay attention to that. So you're an idiot if you don't. I, I truly believe so. It works with everything. And by the way, for your listeners, if you want to order, if you do it on o2trainer.com and you put at the checkout code HEALTH15, you get 15% discount. Go to, uh, what's the website? Uh, o2trainer.com. Oh, and we, don't worry, I, that. yeah, that's that. And I also added zero two training because I know people they do zero two. Yeah. You know, so, but it, so both of them, but uh, health fifteen, and you get a fifteen percent discount. And we'll have that in the description. And everything else, I'll too. Promise yeah, you, I, I, I you're gonna love it. You. Yeah, I think I think it's great. Yep. Instead of all this medicine, all this bullshit, just like Rob was saying, you know, his son could use it with football. Women could yeah, use that. it with gymnastics. But the, but the thing that you know, walking around with no inhaler. Ask any asthma patient I, because if I you can't believe I never thought yeah. of that, dude. I don't use any. I was walking. I have, I have allergy-induced asthma also, and I started wheezing. I'm walking a big hill, and I go, "Oh crap! I don't have an inhaler anymore." But still, the trick is the pollen trigger it with me. But I got oh, just got to keep on going. Yes, I'm wheezing, but I was so strong my breathing. I just breathed straight through it. I had zero effect. I just kept walking. I go, "Wow, this is so insane!" So it won't take your allergy away. That's what you need medication for but it will make your breathing muscles so strong that you pull the air straight in. And you came up with all that? How crazy? Well, you know, not all of it. I, I thought it was good for my endurance and the asthma was gone, and then suddenly when COPD, cystic fibrosis, and, and all these other people start messaging me, and that was Dr. Belisa Vranich. She was really the one. You know, so I had a pulmonologist now. He won six awards at the AARP, and he wow. buys them. I mean, it's... If the proof is in the Congratulations. Yeah, Congratulations. thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I want people to see it. I want people to understand. It's very important to, to breathe correctly. But we all believe, well, we're so full of ourselves, right? Including me, don't get me wrong. We all think that we already do it correctly. So when you... It's not... Sorry, when you first start, right? You have the, the kit right there, right? You're using 
probably a bigger yeah doll. probably setting four and, or five or six and how long are you doing it again say it's my first time this okay is my first day I'm, I'm just doing it. how long am i doing it for? good okay so you have to time yourself you have to figure out the setting that's the only thing that's going to cost you a little bit of time maybe two times and then you know that you're setting so let's say you put a setting five on it and you do a breathing exercise i'm going to do a breathing exercise now this is the front breathing muscles you attack here right so you got also the side breathing and you got the back breathing we focus on the front and back breathing but this is the front breathing first you exhale with the auto trainer in your mouth that's why you don't want to have resistance breathing out because then you cannot completely empty yourself so that means that you cannot fill up your entire respiratory system again so you have to complete exhale and then you lean over first you bend the diaphragm level that presses a lot of air out then more while i'm leaning over out the train then i start inhaling with power come up straight and then i try to time it in such a way that once i sit up straight is the end of my inhale i do one time i go that's it Breathe out, same thing, let a rinse repeat, do 30 times. Now, your time should be between three and four and a half minutes. If it's lower than three minutes, you need more resistance. If it's more than four and a half minutes, you need less resistance. And then you keep the cap in there the whole time. Now, in the beginning, you're going to go from cap number six to five in, in a week and 10 days. You go like, whoa, it's already going. And then you go to cap four really fast as well. Once you start getting very strong, like I do now cap one and a half, uh, and you do it correctly. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people say, oh, I can cap do one. I did cap one as well. Yeah, in two yeah, minutes. Let me see you do it the right way, right? That, that's <laughs> it. Because I did two minutes and 15 seconds with the hardest setting, and I thought I was so cool. <laughs> and then Dr. Belisa said, you're not doing it correctly. <laughs> yeah. And once I start completely exhaling, it took me over six and a half minutes. <laughs> so I go, okay, let's go down in, in resistance again. Now, that's the front breathing. And, and literally, like I said, you have bodybuilders buying it now for their abs because your core gets really freaking thick. The back breathing is a very simple one. You breathe out. And this is weird. I squeeze my shoulder blades together because they can press more air out. And then you lean on your legs and you just relax your whole body. And then you start inhaling while you focus on your back muscles uh, at the lower bottom of your ribcage to expand. I'll explain a little bit how the diaphragm works in a little bit because then you get it. So you do this. And if you focus on your back muscles, you'll be amazed what your body does. You will feel that's it. But if yeah. you do this 15 times, don't do it 30 times, the back breathing. Because these are muscles you never used before. You're going to be in a lot of pain the four days. No more lat pull downs, right? No. no. <laughs> it feel, really feels like you worked out your back really freaking out. So do 15 the next time. I alternate. So one day I do front breathing. And then the next day when I do my back breathing muscles, my front can rest. And I, I take those. This, this, I, is inter I, this is interesting to me because I coach youth sports and uh, seeing kids, I'm probably teaching them the wrong way too. They're they're doing their sprints, right? We're sprinting, sprinting, sprinting. And the first thing the kids do when they're when they're tired is they lean over, right? And they're yeah, they're down here sucking air, right? So I used to always tell them, you know, put your hands above your head. Hmm. Yeah, but the, now they carry the whole weight. In. Yeah, and the problem with this because they're breathing wrong. And when they breathe wrong, now they have to carry the whole weight up. Like this is why, for instance, bigger people who have a little uh, a belly, they breathe better diaphragmatically than lengthy, uh, skinny people. Because they, the, all the weight is here, and for them to raise the shoulders sure. is going to cost a lot. So they they're, they're probably always better breathers, actually, 
uh, diaphragmatic breathers than the really skinny guys because they chest breathe. They all chest breathe. So you have to really force them. And, and this is a really simple thing. This is 100% to a story. Uh, Father Ch uh, Pastor Chet, I wasn't doing an interview in, in a church in uh, over in Chicago. And I was talking about this thing. And then he said, my best friend, one of my best friends, he's in the hospital with COVID. And the family is already saying their goodbyes because he's not going to make it, they think. He had like an 85 on his oximeter reader, the blood, uh, the oxygen level. Yeah, the thing you put your hand in with the red dot. Yeah, yeah it was really bad. And he goes, can he use that thing? I said, no, because it's going to strain him and he needs to rest right now. But let him breathe diaphragmatically. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, let him, he lays on his back anyway, put a book on your solar plexus, and now try to raise the book with your belly the whole time. That's how you breathe. They called me the next day, he had 96 wow. in one day correct breathing. So you can only imagine what you do at this, if you do this your entire life. And then strengthen your breathing muscles, see what happens then. You see, so it's a big difference. And and the other products, there's a lot of other products out there. And one of them, I'm not going to mention the name because I'm not. he would do that to me. I'm not going to do it Fuck back. Him. Yeah, but it was one of those guys who said, they, uh, you know, they have breathing in with resistance and breathing out simultaneously, right? They have all these things on the face and they're running and they say it's so good. And then they had commercials uh, with fighters, they would say. And the fighters, they would do this against the other products. And they would go, this thing doesn't even have resistance breathing out. They say that. And they go like- that, Would that guy have an infomercial? Yeah, no, they, they would like YouTube, <laughs> but YouTube videos. <laughs> what they didn't know is, and what he found out is that I have the patent for this. And now suddenly he wants to do business with me. I go, yeah, that ship has sailed, dude. That's not going to happen anymore. Because it's very simple. And, and, and don't get me wrong, breathing out with resistance is really good as well. But you have to separate it. If you do it simultaneously, you can never completely exhale because it's with resistance. And if you, uh, and if you do it uh, the other way around, you can never inhale with resistance. So you, you're breathing kind of in the middle. But if you do first do this and then you stop and then you do an exhale with resistance, that's actually really good for you. If you think about it, because you want to get all that bad air out of your lungs, right? If you have two buckets, one with good water and one with fresh water, and I throw only 70% of good uh, bad water out of the bucket, I can only fill it up 70%. But if I throw everything out, I can fill it completely up. That's the same with your lungs. If you squeeze, if you train your obliques, your internal intercostal muscles to squeeze everything out, that's really good for you. So you have to train both ways. But the inhale muscle is the most important muscle, I would say. So I totally understand all that. <clears throat> but now when you're fighting, how do you guys take them hits in the head? Again. I, I always wanted to ask, like, like a professional, a guy like you, not, you know, how do you how do you take those fucking hits? It's, uh, well, I, I always uh, proud of myself. I've never been down. I never had an eight count. I, I just slipped punches. I go, why would I let myself get hit? Are you afraid? I say, no, I'm not afraid, but why Why would I, if I could avoid it? Because, Bass, when you, when you started, the, they weren't wearing gloves, right? They were going bare. No, yeah, with me, but it was a palm strikes to the head. And with the, oh, yeah, the UFC with the little tiny gloves. But you have to understand also, gloves make everything way worse, the impact. Because right? it slides. No, the, 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 the glove is invented... Do not break your hand. The glove is not invented for your head. Mm. People believe that, but it's not. That's why bare knuckle boxing, CTE wise, brain trauma wise, is better than MMA or boxing. Wow. Crazy, right? Because you cannot hit. Like I was fighting palm strikes when I was a bouncer because I saw everybody break their If you fight three guys, you're not gonna aim for the jaw. You just hit, you know? And if you're you hit a skull, a wrist, you break your hand. Yeah. You know? So and if you glove, like a Mike Tyson, every street fight he was in, he broke his hand. 
But now you put him in the, the rapper's hand, and now that you get like Mike Tyson hit, the hardest hitter on the freaking planet, yeah. he'll kill you. <laughs> they say to me, oh, you won't fight him for six million? No, no. Uh, I'll, I'll fight him. I do MMA. <laughs> I'll take his ass down. Try. Yeah. Dude, that's a specimen. You don't want to get hit by him. He is 56. I was, Unbelievable. I was telling you before we got on. Yeah. 56, however, however old he is. He sparred, I've said this a hundred times, but I just, I'm amazed by the guy. Yeah. Eight rounds. Eight rounds. And you know he, they're not just... Yeah. That. And then he went over to the bag. You know when you hit the bag? Yeah. 85 pounds. 85 pounds yeah, with the glove on. Oh, yeah. After funny. eight rounds. Yeah, but listen, I've been in this training camp, you know, and he's 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 he, just he, a freaking nature. When you... Like he, he puts that head down and just... No, what he does, and that's why my fighting style is exactly... It's, it's, my fighting style is based on Mike Tyson and on Ramon Deckers. Ramon Deckers was the best... Thai boxer, in my book, on the planet. He was the first guy in Thailand who became fighter of the year. That For centuries, it went to a Thai guy, but they had to give it to him because he was that good. And what he does is upper body rotation. They know that and shit. And Mike, those Thai, if you those see- Those Thai guys know that shit. Yeah, but, but, but the, the Thai guys are good, but the Dutch, they made, brought the Thai boxing to a whole different level. That's why the Dutch went in and they started selling beating the Thais over there. That was Roman Deckers. Mm -hmm. And it's upper body rotation. But we don't want to do upper body rotation because it slows you down. If you look at Mike Tyson and in slow motion, it, let's say your left hook to the head, a left uppercut, and then liver shot. You hear this, pa pa pa. And in slow motion, you see him doing this, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. Every, everything is completely turned. But he has found a way to contract his, his core so fast that's why he generates that power. That's why my style is like that. That's why till this day, and I'm very proud of that, I still hold the highest uh, striking accuracy in MMA. I mean, I, I never knew, but in 2015, when I got inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame, they did the stats, and he says, till this day, he holds the highest striking uh, percentage, 70.6%. And everybody can do this. But a lot of people throw jabs. I never did that. I've always thought, if I hit you really freaking hard in the head, your defense goes up. And there's my next target. It's first basic stuff, if you think about it. If I hit you three times really hard, now your hands for sure up. Boof, there's my body shot. Or I hit you three times to the body, and then boom, I come with a headshot. You see, it's a very basic stuff. If I give you little pets to the body, you're not going to respect that. You're not going to block them. But if I hit as hard as I can, I'll force you in defense, and this opens up, and then you can hit the head. See, it's basic stuff, but it works really well. And that upper body rotation... Oh, so, okay, so compare like the MMA and the UFC mm -hmm. to like a Floyd Waymather. Yeah, who never gets hit. Yeah, he's just the he's amazing. He's just the best defensive boxer yeah. ever. Yeah, what is training when you're training as a boxer versus training MMA and UFC? What's the difference in the way you would go about training, or there really isn't, other than like the kick and all it's that distance. Shit, it's distance. The boxing distance is different. You know, in MMA with the legs, but a little further away. Um, in, in boxing, you you can dive, bob and weave. You can't do that in MMA. But I mean, like same, in the same face. type of cardio. Same, same type, type of cardio, cardio. yeah. And diet. especially if you're like a, like a Tyson. Like my basic thing is really simple. I train as hard as I can. Everything I hit as hard as I can. You will never see me jab it back. It's always bop. It's everything that I want to do is with power. Because if I can do this for seven rounds or six minutes, I'm not going to have a problem in the fight. Because everything is hard. You see? Now, if I jab around and I try to pick my air here and there, yeah, I'll never know my real stamina. You're going to wear yourself out. Yeah, it's a, you need to always push. What was your diet like? Yeah, I'm I'm a really weird guy with that kind of stuff. Um, I If I work, something works for me, I'll do it. Like, I eat uh, two and a half pounds of sweet potatoes every morning. Just boil. And people go, like, I ate an enormous amount of uh, carbs because I burn like crazy. You know, just walking, thinking, I'll burn like crazy. Um, I would eat six or eight slices of bread. I would wake up at five, 
with marmalade. I will par marmalade on it because marmalade, apparently the peel from the orange, which I found out later, will uh, stop lactic acid buildup. So that would always make me feel good somehow. So I start eating that. And once it works, well, I ate that for six, seven years straight. <laughs> I don't change. I would too. I, I'm, yeah, because people go, yeah, but there's a variety. I go, I do this at night when I want a steak or something. But during the day, it's all clean, 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 clean. And then sometimes at night, I go like, okay, I'll get a big steak and this and that. But I will never real bad food. I try to avoid uh, dairy because with my asthma in the early days, like so cheese, pork meat, uh, milk, all that stuff. Stay away from that if you Me have that. It's all bullshit. I, I don't know what this like uh, milk is good for you. No. What, what what's good in milk? Yeah, we, six grams of protein, fifty million grams of sugar, and uh, makes your skin thick as fucking slow. And if I drink it at night, if I get the, I wake up, I, I I can eat ten slices of bread before I go to sleep because otherwise I wake up and eat. And if I wake up and eat. I eat whatever I find. So if it's chocolate, <laughs> it's milk, and it's like freaking Kellogg's cornflakes, and, and the milk always messes me up the next day, and the sugar messes me up. Milk, I wake milk up gives tired. Me too. Yeah, milk also. I don't yeah, stay sure. away from milk. Yeah, I, I, yeah, me too. When you when you got over, I just have to ask you: what, what was the first thing you ate that was so cool coming to America that you can remember? Eat. Yeah, you know, like you you came from Netherlands, so you yeah. come to America. There's different stuff over there. Yeah, well, it, it's all it's all big here. It's um, I went. I remember I went to. I knew that uh, would make you laugh. <laughs> no, this is funny because first of all, I came here and I said I wanted eggs, right? Uh, eggs sunny side up. In Holland, if I say I want two eggs with ham, you get white bread. You get the eggs sunny side up. That's it. You know what they call them in Italy? No. Dippy eggs. Dippy, yeah. Oh, dippy eggs? Yeah. Oh, I got like something with breasts, maybe, no. because... Now <laughs> <laughs> no, you go to the daughter, you say, I want uh, two dippy eggs. Yeah, okay. Because you dip the bread in the eggs, so I don't... Fuck. Yeah, but, you know, that's in Holland. So I came here, yeah, yeah. and I said, okay, I, would, I can't take two eggs. And she said, um, oh, what kind of bread? I said, excuse me, what bread? And uh, she goes, wheat, whole wheat, blah, 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 all this bread. I go, just uh, brown. What is the brown? What is the brown? That. Okay. How do you want your eggs? You want scrambled? You want how easy over? You want, I go, what is that with the two things? And it goes, sunny side up. I say, sunny side up. Okay. Uh, you want extra on it? I go, you know, ham. Oh, you want ham? Okay. And then she said, super salad. <laughs> and I go, yeah, I'll take one. <laughs> and she goes, super salad. And I go, yeah, I'll take one. And she looks at me, she goes, soup or salad? They go, oh, I thought you said super salad. <laughs> like a super salad? You're like a big, big salad. The, the options that you have in America, it's great. You go in Holland to a bakery, that's where you have your options. You go to a bakery, you have 35 different kinds of bread. Yeah, you got- And uh, they're all good. You got about two here. And, and, and you eat the bread with Holland, you eat it within one or two days, otherwise it's bad. But if you eat it, you're gonna eat so much. Every friend of mine who comes to Holland, they say, dude, this is the best bread I ever had. Here you can leave a bag open for a week. Well, yeah, and it's so still good. Preservative <laughs> and it's, yeah. I mean, I mean, ants don't even want it. It's exactly. ants, like the bugs run away from it. The <laughs> yeah. bugs are like, nah, just let, let the no, bread no, go green. When, when the bugs aren't in it, there's, there's something wrong. Something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy. And then I went to uh, McDonald's with the whole supersized thing. Oh, it was insanity. And they said, a large Coke. I ordered a large Coke. And I got this thing. <laughs> I, I, I have never seen that in Holland. Uh, with a, a medium here, that's a large in Holland. Yeah. You know? And then I found out about the free refills. <laughs> so the next day I come back and I go, what do you want? A, what size Coke? I say, small one. And my friends take a bigger one. I say, it's free, it's free refills, right? Yeah, this small one. And they look at me, why? I go, why? 
why would I pay more? And they go, shit, I never thought about that. I, I go, are you serious? Why, <laughs> why you, if you can free refill it, why would I order a big one which costs me more money? It makes no sense to me. Well, sure, it's, it's freaking peanuts, but still, you know, you have to respect money. What a culture change, huh? A big culture change, yeah, big. And the pizza suck here, uh, except here, uh, it, you know, now you get good pizzerias, especially if you go to Chicago, Boston, New York, you know, you, you got great pizzerias, but normally the big ones that they have here, and the, you don't have that in Holland. You don't have these sizes. Like the biggest size, that will be this. So it's everything is smaller portions, but that's why we don't have a lot of overweight people. Yeah, no. and you see, it's a big thing because people, it's all vices, man. Everybody's feeding their addictions, and it's with everything. It's like, I want more sex, I want more drinking, more this, more that. And they all think they're in control. You're completely out of control. You are not, you're the weakest person there is. No, but I like to use, prof no, you, why would you use all that? Why, why, why would you eat all that? Why would you have to chase all the time, sex, 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 sex? You know, control yourself. You know, because once you want something and you want it and you're feeding it, you want it more, you want it more, and it only escalates. So how did you always control it? How did you? How were you able to control all that? To to simply say no, the biggest thing to say no. And listen, I, I, I'm I'm sitting here now, but I've been a crazy guy. I mean, drugs, <laughs> freaking drinking. Uh -huh. I was always drunk. I mean, I was crazy. Yeah. But once I started really thinking about it, I was I felt I was enslaved. That's what in the Bible says it, and that's it. You're a slave to alcohol, because you can't say no to that drink. And then I started thinking, I whoa, it controls me. That little thing controls me. I had a pain pill addiction after my last fight, you know? And then I realized, so, but that's when it started with the enslaving. And I go, holy crap, you're right. And that's and then I stopped everything. Then I stopped the drinking and this. And if I really want another drink, I'd say no. Because once I do it, the next day I feel bad. Even when I don't drink anymore after that. But I still did it. And I can't stand it for myself if I just broke that rule. You know, it, it just mentally messes with me because then that was stronger than I was. And I can't stand that. I want to be stronger than that drink. You know, and once you start applying that to everything, your life becomes so much easier. You know, I mean, like people say, oh, you look great. You're probably doing steroids. That's also a thing. You know, they said, oh, you know, look at him. He said, and you steroids when I was fighting. You know, it's funny about when people say that people think that you can take steroids and lose weight. Yeah. I got in trouble. So it's already on like paper. <laughs> you can't. There is no steroid that you lose weight. No, there, there is not. No. But also, but but you know, I'm what I sell to these people always. I say, okay, but I weigh the same now at 57 as I was. I probably look physically better than I was. So if I use then, I have to use now, right? Well, if you say I do, why don't you call a group, good group together and let's make a bet. You can come in for half a year. You can blood test me, not pee testing. Blood test is way more accurate every single day. You're gonna pay for it though, because you're gonna lose. And <laughs> because I'm not gonna lose a pound, I'm not gonna gain a pound. 100%, I'll take any bet for everybody there. I take any bet out there. I don't use anything. Have I ever used it before? Yes, I did. After four neck surgeries and completely losing your arm, you try to do everything in your power to hopefully get the stick. It was a stick. I mean, I couldn't pull the trigger from a gun. Didn't you just get shot? You were shot not too long ago, right? But what? Didn't you get shot? No. Your friend got shot? No, no, no. I thought you texted me your friend got shot. My friend? No, that was a long time ago. No, he yeah. killed himself. Oh, yeah. So yeah. let's talk. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought that was more recent. No, 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 no. This, uh, so it, it just, you all don't need it. It's your mind telling you you need it, but it's not. We have an amazing body, man. We don't need anything. That's why with the COVID, we'll fight it off. Be healthy. 
be healthy, take your vitamins, work out, you're going to be okay. And if, if you have it, you work it out easy. It's the people are overweight, never trained, do all the wrong food. Those are the people have to watch out. But they, that's their decision. You know, you have to wear the mask. Wear the, dude, I'll do it. I'll do it for everybody. I'll do it. I'm not okay with it because I believe it doesn't do anything. I talk to other doctors and they say it's actually very dangerous because you rebreathe. When you breathe out, you breathe all the toxins out. And that, and with a mask, you don't. You keep breathing them in. And you're not building your uh, immune system either. That's it. You know. So, so how can you fight anything? Just be healthy. And that was the problem. One thing with the government, right? Yeah. Where was it? Take your vitamin D and C and 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 and, and zinc and all. Where was that? Well, who said that? I will go out and train. No, no. Lock up in a room. Let's be more. It's. It makes no sense. And then be healthy. Do you see that study that they came out with that uh, too much vitamin? Remember they were trying to give everybody a, a gazillion uh, D three. Mm. And now they came out with a study that it it affects something. I I'd have to read it again, but it's it's the amount that they were telling everybody to take is like a dangerous amount. Oh, I, this is even worse. Like I've been traveling everywhere. I always burnt brought NAC neck. It's really good for you because if you travel, there's a lot of pollution, a lot of metals in the air from from the planes, you know, and that pulls all the metals out. A study came out that this neck NAC, which completely 100% safe, was good for COVID. And they took it off the market. Hmm. Now tell me, what is the reason behind that? What? First the study comes out. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. I go, oh, and I'm the conspiracy theorist? Well, you see it. You see the thing. And then the next week they take it out of, uh, nobody can buy it anymore. Because they only want you to buy what they make. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a scary thing, man. Uh, uh, just be healthy for all the people. You know, you do yourself what you want to do, but then don't complain if something goes wrong. How, how do you think you fix that? Though? I mean... How do you think you, you get people to... I think they're starting to wake up. I mm. think they're starting to wake up now. What I was, I was in the same position. Uh, I was also the guy taking the sleeping pill. I had heartburn for heartburn. There high cholesterol, cholesterol, blood pressure. Take this. And I was taking pills, 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 pills. And then suddenly when I came to my senses, I said, listen, we got an amazing body from the Lord, right? We got to stop this crap. And I'm going to get healthy now. And I take zero now. And everything is good. And then people go, oh, but you look so good. Do what I do. Like I said, I wake up 5, 5.30. At 6 o'clock, I'm in the gym. And then I, I do all my meditation. I do prayers. I do everything I do. I walk the dog. I go out. I, I do a lot of stuff. If I'm at 8.30, I'm home. The things I did for three hours at least, it's amazing. You have all the time for yourself. And everybody can do it. And don't say now tomorrow, if you normally wake up at 9 o'clock, just wake up tomorrow at 8.45 and do that for a week. And a week after, go 8 to 30. You don't make it a race. Make it a journey, man. Take it easy. You know? And then over months, suddenly, you're at 5 o'clock, and you don't even notice it. And now you wake up and go, man, I'm feeling really good. And then you start training, you start working out. Just do it. Just do it. But the doing thing, that's what the people can do. We get weaker because we feed all the pills. America is the home of the pills. In Europe, they don't take that crap. This, if you're with the, the zero sugar, actually, I'm sorry to say, this is not legal in Holland. Isn't and in it? Europe, no. no, because it's that, that not good for you. I yeah, know it's bad. So, and, but there's a lot of stuff like that that yeah. you cannot have over there, but they just feed it to you here, and I, it makes no sense to me. So, uh, yeah, just live healthy, and you'll be amazed what you can do. Your own body does. You will heal everything. You know, we don't need the crap. We're designed to fight it off ourselves. But if you decide decide to yeah squander everything. And just eat whatever you want. Well, then you're going to squander okay. yourself. Right? Yeah, but then don't complain. Yeah. That's it. That's the only thing I'm saying. What was your favorite country? All the countries you've been to. What, what's your top three? Oh, it's a hard. I, I, Italy, I like Italy a lot. Uh, Hawaii, because it's just no nice and relaxed back, you know, to, to visit also relaxed. 
Um, I don't know. I was. Uh, I, I really want to go to Ireland and Scotland. I can't believe that I've never been there because we used to pretty much we're neighbors in Holland. You never been to Ireland? No, and it's on my big on my list now. I really want to go, and I think that one could be because I like the people so much there. You know, I, you have a feeling if you get in a bar fight there, it's just fists. Nobody pulls a yeah. knife. No, you see, and I love yeah. that. You know, just get out, scrap it, and oh, they're friends. I would go have a beer inside. Everybody sing again. Have some French fries. You know, McGregor. Yeah, you know, yeah. when he came with all the freaking his whole country behind him. Yeah. I was sitting next to them, and it, for sure, I, I was just messing with him because I'm a big McGregor fan. He was fighting Chad Mendes, and I was go, come on, Chad, on purpose because they were sitting next to me, <laughs> and we started bicking and fighting. But all fun, all the fun and games. Nobody gets angry because we they, we know it was jokes. There's just the Good people. I just like right. the people, so I should go there. You think you think he'll come back all the way after that? Uh, leg? He, I think you might have got up a little bit too quick on that. I uh, I don't I don't know. I'm uh, I think um, getting all that money and all wealth as a fighter is it's very hard uh, to stay normal. I mean, if they would have given me that money when I was there, uh, I, I'm amazing that he still walk around and does everything that he does. But his training is hurting on it, 100%. Yep. If you wake up in the morning and you say, make me a sandwich to somebody and make a sandwich, you get used to that. You don't need to do that. You need to be a Rocky style, and that's actually in the Rocky movie. You need to go, pull you away, go to Russia, do something, in a, you know, get back to the roots. That's how you should start training, because that made you strong. All the flunder and all the thing, it doesn't. It makes you weaker. It is. As you, nobody can say it. You might think it's not. It is. You know, some, uh, who said that? Bernard Hopkins, I believe he said. It's very hard to... Oh, yeah, when you Hopkins, sleep, that's, that's boy. Yeah, when you yeah. sleep in silk yeah. sheets, it's very hard yeah. to, yep. to be, stay a fighter. But I, I, I'll tell you what, Bernard Hopkins, he came out of jail at 56 and he fought. He, he yeah. got his ass kicked, but... He's, uh, he's an animal, him. dude. That he's a fucking animal. He's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. All, the, all these boxes, and even when they... This is the problem in the society right now, you know? It's like you lose a few fights and people write you off, and I go, there's such an amazing fighters, and just to be in there. There's fighters that we know that will never be the world champion. But I know that if you as a fighter have to fight him and you're the world champion, all everybody will tell you, good luck with that one, because they're so tough, yeah. you know? And that's why I always say, if you have recognition from your peers, that should be it. Don't focus on the belt. I swear to God, I never thought about a belt. Never thought, never came up until somebody told me. And he says, "Boss, you won like freaking 15 in a row now or, or whatever it was, 14. I mean, you, they never give you a title shot. I said, oh, really? And I just got angry. I said, oh, are you avoiding me? And then I became vocal and they gave me a title shot. But I was never, when I got the belt, it was great, but it was never to me like, that was my moment. It really wasn't. It was my daughter's born. It was my first fight. That's still, till this day, for my the best fight I ever had. You know, so yeah, it was great. If I lost as a fighter, I never was down. I see fighters that crush, they're crying, and the thing. I go, dude, if you just take this information that you have now and you work on the problem that you have, that fight, that loss just made you stronger if you use it the right way. If you decide not to work on the thing and, you, and they drop you again with the same stuff, that's stupidity. You shouldn't do that. But officially, if you make it stronger, you become a stronger fighter just because of the loss. So relax. I partied just as hard when I lost and won. And <laughs> it was never a difference. That's a good thing about fighters. Always a reason, right? Yeah. If you lose, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> And if you win, hey, oh. It's always tricky. Either way, it's a party, right? That's it. It's right. always. I have to ask that, that middle picture. Where is that? I, I know they touched that up. Yeah, but oh, that, that's just in the studio somewhere in oh, L.A. Yeah, that I like. I said I, I still look like that right now. 
So that, I'm very happy with that. But it's again, I, wor- I work on it. I work out every yeah. day, you know? And my workouts are literally 30, 40 minutes, but they're different than other workouts. Like I do everything supersets. For me, it's no rest. Boom, 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 next exercise. Dun, 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 dun. Pushing, pulling, pushing, pulling. You know, always work the other. So while I'm pulling, and then I go p- pushing. And now the, the pulling muscles can rest, and then I go back to the pulling. I do this four times to the next two exercises, next two exercises, next two exercises. Everything goes fast, 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 fast. If I do boxing, it's 10 rounds, that's it. You know, 10 rounds or three minutes. Always short and intense workouts. That's what I like to do. I don't like weights, and but I have to for my freaking arm. Yeah, uh, sh- tell, tell everybody what happened with your arm. That's some serious shit. Though. Yeah, so this this is from fighting. I said, no, look, yo, let me see. Oh, there it is, yeah, look. There's a whole hole here. You see, this, the muscle is gone, it's atrophied. And what happens is, it's not a pull, it's your nerve. So, so I was doing a fight scene in a movie, and I was hanging upside down, this high above the ground, but that's enough if you're 210 pounds, and I fell. And it crushed my nerves together. And I, my, my, it was very painful in my shoulder. I had no clue what was going on. And it was like a month later, but I didn't use this arm because it was pain. Then I had to go to an autograph session in Boston. And I go, man, I can't travel like that. So I went to the doctor and said, can you put the cortisone shot in here, please? So I put the cortisone shot, and now the pain was gone. So I'm at the airport, and I tried to pick up my luggage, and I couldn't pick it up. And I'm freaking out, and I pick my other arm. I go, oh, oh, okay, okay, so it's my arm. And I look in the mirror, and I look at my wife. I go, is my arm getting smaller? Look at this. This is really weird. And it started slinking. It was really weird. So I lost all power. I couldn't pull the trigger from a gun, couldn't snap my fingers, couldn't use my chopsticks, couldn't. Like I said before, I used to do nine one-arm pull-ups. All the fighters always in the in the subway in Japan, they say, boss, show us, show us. And I would like, not from stretch, up from here, I would like just pull up. Can you imagine the nine? No. How, yeah. how much did you weigh at the time? No. Same as now, 210. I was always to ten. To I'm lucky if I could do regular pulls. Jesus Christ! But you see, going from there to suddenly grabbing a can, I go like, "What? Yeah, can't grab a can. Can't grab the milk out of the out of the fridge, dude. That as a fighter, where you always depend on your body, and suddenly that happens. Ooh, that was very hard for me to deal with mentally. Yeah. So once I got my fingers back, that could snap and pull the trigger, and I my triceps at least I can make a straight punch now. Yeah. You know. I said, okay, Lord, I'm not complaining anymore. I'm happy now, so, yeah. G- give me a time that something, like, whether it was a business, a fight, whatever it may be, where just everything just went completely wrong and how you handled it, in case somebody's watching it, watching this, and just, like, some because, you know, a lot of people look up to you. Look at look at what you're doing. Yeah. Just to, some, when everything just went wrong where you almost gave up. But you didn't. Well, but but in, in any situation, not, not, not give up. Yeah, yeah. Any, anything. Well, any, well, that for me that was the the pain pill addiction. That was like literally that uh, I realized I was that this little thing got. Or other than that, just like yeah. another thing. Um, just something interesting. I've been very blessed always with everything. Um, yeah, with the arm also, it it really mentally got me. But you know, I'm really good in put back positivity in me. You know, I always. You know, if you're really down, um, make a list. Like I was, uh, okay, this was it. Um, It was after my last fight in 2006. I had so many injuries, uh, uh, $23,000 I lost already, first just for rehab in the fight, and I had no money at the time. And then the fight was almost off because uh, Kimo Leopoldo, the person I was supposed to fight, tested positive. And I told him, I said, I don't care. I fight him anyway. It doesn't Uh, matter. He was on uh, Winstraw. 
No, he was on one. Uh, Who was it? Kimo? Kimo Leopoldo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was on one strong something. Else. So now suddenly it was like, oh crap, oh crap. I, 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 I gave money out that I didn't have. I need this money because it was a good payday. It was $225,000, which was at the time a good payday for me because I never had money like that. In the UFC, it was like 55000 which was at the time 60000 for three fights. And I had fifty-five for a single. So it was good money for that at the time. So I really needed the money. And then thankfully a guy stepped up. And I had to fight, but I was so injured afterwards. That's why the pain pills went wrong, uh, slowly but surely. But there was, uh, maybe it was because from above it was like, you cannot fight anymore. That suddenly fighting was taken away from me. But I got depression and I'm always up. And and that, that really did uh, some damage to me. Like I would drive around and then I would see like an, uh, an overpass and I would start thinking about driving my car against the overpass. And I go, dude, what the what are you thinking? What is going on? You know, and it got really spooky. It got really scared, like like hurting myself, like these commercials when you people sit down, you know, and they walk into depression, and you go like, "Be happy, dude." Yeah, and they're you like, know, they're like, like, "Call this number right now." That makes me want to put my head through the window. When it's, I hear that. Yeah, but but the, but, <laughs> but the worst part is TV, I mean. when you're depressed and somebody says, "Just think happy things." Yeah, it doesn't work like that, <laughs> dude. And like now, if I see these people, it I, my heart breaks because I was there. It's like something you don't know what it is. You can't fix it. And then I go, I, I, I'm able to fix everything. Why can't I fix this? Oh, what did I do in fighting? Make a list, start writing down. And I wrote all the good things that I had in life and all the bad things I had in life. And then you read the bad things are this and the good things just keep on going. And then you realize I'm actually having a really good life. And if you think about every person six feet under, whatever problem you have, he'll trade places for you in the, with you in a second. <laughs> Think about that. And now how long did that take you to get over? Because you, you Two made, and a half you months, two and a half, three, three months. months. But good. it was a scary two and a half, three months. Yeah. Yeah, once you don't know why you want to kill yourself with a family, Yeah. thank God I had my family. What if I wouldn't have had my family? That's what I'm thinking now, I might have done it. You know, so yeah, S try to stay, seek help. You know, we live in this world where you know, um, Apparently, they say it's it's uh, you're not a man if you uh, if you look for help. Think about this. In Holland, they have a saying: uh, a man cannot cry, right? Because then you're not a man. You know what they say in Japan: a real man has the balls to cry in public. I take that yeah. because that's a real man, indeed. Oh. Because if you try to hide it, you're insecure. That's it. You're caring what other people think. Screw these people. They don't give a crap about you. They don't pay anything. They throw you out as because soon as you do the street Because if they were your friend, they wouldn't care no matter what you said, 100%. Right? Yeah. So just know, you know, there's other people out there than you, and there's always somebody who has it worse than you. That That's a line I always had. When I was at Eczema, I knew with my uh, asthma attack that I had for a week, every five weeks, I knew there were guys out there who had that 365 days a year. Like I had only four a week. So compared to them, wasn't that bad. That actually my head here and my face and my thing here, I knew people out there were completely covered like that. And I don't see a mark on you. Yeah. I, I don't see like uh, any acne scars, nothing. You know, I became freaking Wolverine because of it. Like you have no clue. If I would get cut, my friends were like freaking out. I would have a cut, two days later, can't see anything anymore, completely gone. Because my skin was repairing from when I was six years old to 70 all so day long. I bet that helped you in fighting. It helped me too. a lot in fighting a lot because yeah. I would lock up people going, well, you, you had a cut. They go, I just heal like freaking crazy. <laughs> you see, yeah. everything when you have it, it's most of the time for a reason also. Every obstacle you have, if you embrace it, not go around it because then you don't fix it. Face, face your problem. So it's not a problem anymore. Avoiding it, it will always come back.
just freaking face it straight on. Yes, it might be a pain addiction, a pill addiction, it might be 11 days of freaking nightmare, right? But after that, the freaking sun goes open, skies open, everything becomes much better. Because once you start with a pain pill, and it's that, it will never, you will not hear one good story from a guy who started taking pain pills and who became a champion. There's not one. Or successful in life, not one. It always goes wrong. So why not stop it now? And guess who gives those pain pills? Yeah, those the doctors. Fucking yeah. PCPs. In Holland, you can't. In Holland, you're going to have to have cancer or something in order to get OxyContin. My, my wife goes to the doctor. She almost slapped the doctor in the face. My daughter's 14 years old. No, a dentist. Want to give her Vicodins <laughs> for a toothache. And my wife said, are you for freaking stupid? For a toothache. 14 years old. I mean, I could see like, you know, some like uh, if you're getting your wisdom teeth out maybe. When I was. But you, but, but, you know. But I was a kid. Yeah, we we had no. They they you didn't know anything. Put it out with the string. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> that was crazy. Then you see how old I am, and and my my dentist, you know his name is translate to American, uh, sledgehammer. Well, oh. That was his last name. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going to him. <laughs> oh. was his name? You're not catching me going there. I'm, he was I'm born. thinking a new dentist. <laughs> I bet you saw the name. He says I'm going to be a dentist. Klinkhammer, <laughs> <laughs> sledgehammer. So you got to tell me what obviously. I don't, I copy off Joe Rogan. So give me a good Joe Rogan story. A good Joe Rogan story. Joe, 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 Joe. You know, I, I'm, I'm just mesmerized by him. The, the knowledge and the, 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 and what he always says, he says, I'm not smart. I just remember, can remember everything. And, but he's smart. You know, doing stand up, doing acting, doing everything that he does. He's like the rock almost, you know, they work so hard and it, somehow they can't, he just finds time to hunt and he finds it. How can you do that with a schedule like he has? He just, it's all managing. A good friend of mine told me that, Amir. He said, it's, um, managing is the word of the day for you for your entire life. There's no problems. You just have to manage the problems. There's no good thing to manage it. Everything manage it. Never bring it down. Everything that tries to take control over you, you got to tone it down. Because otherwise it becomes an addiction. Whatever it is, that's the addiction comes. Even anger is an addiction. You see, so if you keep feeding it, the beast, it will keep on growing. You got to stop it. But you have to recognize these things. You know, once you start doing that with everything, it becomes so much better. So with Joe, I don't know a, a Joe story. The, I mean, when I see him kicking a bag or see, and and then yeah, he's really know, he's really good at that. Kids, yeah, right? I mean every, everything he does. And have you ever seen him spar anything? No, no, not seen him spar. But I know. Listen, if you're a black belt, every Bravo, these freaking machines, man. And Joe is really good on the ground, like really good. And um, yeah, that, that that time when he was uh, doing that show, what was it when they hit the spiders? Eat the spiders. The uh, fear factor. Fear factor. You know, and that one guy tried to fight him. <laughs> I go, dude, you would have been cleaned up. <laughs> he will go after him. Yeah, but he's is uh, just an amazing person, you know. And this cool thing is, I heard it from him and and and. Um, uh, Kevin James, they were friends, you know, always been friends. And they would always uh, watch my fights in the Japan Pancras from pay-per-view. So when I came to America, within three months, I met Kevin. And he became a good, close friend of mine. And we're like, that's in 97, so we're already 25 years. Uh, and we clicked right away. And then you hear the stories from Joe also. He's just a, just a good guy. You know, I don't think there's a bad bone in Joe. All the things, you know, what happened when the video came out with the N-word and all that stuff. Oh, that's yeah. so bad what people do, you know. And, and, and then they erase they it so they can't have up. All they did was I mean. they chopped up 10 years. Yep. Right? And there, there's another African-American across from him, and they're just joking around. Yep. But they made it out to be this whole big thing. You know why? Because he went after Big Farm. That's it. 
Yep, and there you go. You can't do that. Now you remember with the, what was it, the the, the horse dewormer? And they oh, think, the and, and, and everywhere in the country, in the world, <laughs> yeah. where the uh, the lowest numbers are for uh, COVID, <laughs> yeah. it's where they take ivermectin. Yeah, I know. <laughs> for, <laughs> yeah, for the parasites. <laughs> yeah. So they ne they never got it because they were always taking the ivermectin because yeah. so, it kept the parasites yeah. away. So they had the lowest rate of fucking COVID, but these idiots are like, nope, nope, you can't have it. You yep. can't have it. Remember that whole yeah. damn thing? Yeah. You and, then, and then you couldn't even be on YouTube. If you went on YouTube and said ivermectin, they'd ban you, strike you, the whole thing. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it just, uh, it's a complete insanity right now. It's, it's a shame, you know, because news is not news anymore. You don't believe no. it anymore. I don't listen anymore. I can't watch news anymore. It makes me angry. And I don't want to watch it. I can't sleep. My wife watches it. I said, turn that shit off. You know, put some fun stuff off. Let's watch a show yeah. together. You know, we're uh, watching. Uh, I, I got two choices. The ID channel, TLC, <laughs> or the news. Oof. Which would you pick? Uh, well, I did ID uh, investigation for a long time, <laughs> and then there were two stories. Every, every guy did it. Even uh, you're from Holland. Yeah. Even even uh, yeah. even. But you know what? I saw two stories, and uh, that was so evil. I couldn't ever watch it anymore. Me and Rob were talking. We were thinking like, all this ID channel stuff and all this murder stuff. I, I think it's really affecting it society, like in in a major, oh, huge way. Right, yeah. right, Ryan? Yeah. Oh, listen, you have, I have people coming to me and they, they see um, Jackie Chan and they say, why is he not fighting? They 100% believe that this guy's a complete fighter, <laughs> you know, or other actors. And then you have actors who do uh, like a boxing movie and then they go, hey, maybe I uh, should start boxing. I go, don't even think this, <laughs> dude, are you stupid? Yeah. They will kick your ass. You don't. <laughs> you see him hit and kick, you know, like, don't. With the special effects. <laughs> yeah. Everybody can look good on camera. They make two, three punches, they stop. That's how they make fight scenes. I've been there a hundred yeah. times. Cut. It's Do literally, it it's not like Jackie Chan's different ball game. He can do 10 minutes in a row. But that, now we're talking about elite guys. And it, there's some guys out there, but they're martial artists. But the actors who try... Yeah, they do. One, two, three, stop. stop. One, two, three, stop. Yeah, do the and few then they come back tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> That's literally how they do it. And they put it together and go, oh my God, they fought a whole fight. No, they didn't. Rob wanted to ask you something. So how did you how did you meet you when we came up here when I picked you up or come up in the other you're talking about Kevin James. Yeah. How did you meet him? How did that all come about? Well, that was the uh, when I came Great to question. America. Um, with, because like like I said, he was watching together with Joe Rogan these fights, and then uh, he was doing the first season of The King of Queens. I remember me meeting him at his one bedroom apartment that he shared with his brother. You know, it was all the way back. Uh, I had no clue who he was, and we just connected right away, and we started trading. And he's an amazing athlete, actually. Like people will be amazed. I always talk about this in uh, in Kevin. Uh, in Here comes the boom, the movie that we did. Uh, there's the final scene when he fights Krzysztof Szczynski and where he's got caught in an armbar and he lifts him up and he slams him on the ground and he's out, right? And, he, and what they have to do, they have to bring a crane in because they need to be controlled, right? For the film, it needs to be controlled. But just before they brought the crane in, crane in there were like 500 extras in the place. And Kevin said, can I have everybody's attention? And he goes, what do you mean? He said, everybody stops, can I have your attention? Yes, Krzysztof, come here. He said, put me in an armbar. And he grabs him. Lifts him up, no shit. Lifts him up, <laughs> lifts him up, 
Boom, and he looks. Okay, everybody saw I can do it? Yeah, okay, bring in the cray now. Oh. I just want to make sure. And sure enough, people started saying, I think it's in the Blu-ray, you know? Yeah, uh, right. But people start saying from, uh, well, we could never do that. I said, ask the 700 people there. He did it three <laughs> times in a row. Wow. Once he started doing curls for 50 pounds and did, and his punching, his, uh, his boxing technique, when you see him on the focus mats, that's him. That's not for speed up, wow. that's him. So yeah, now he's uh, his hand eye, co uh, eye coordination is uh, is really good. Whatever golf, whatever he does, he just in sports he's he's really good. The first time when I came home after training him, my wife says, "And I go, he's a big guy, but everything I say, he's doing on the spot. Like if I correct him, he'll do it from that moment that he does it correct." Hmm. I go, it's, "It's amazing. So real good high eye hand coordination." And he seems like just like a down to earth, like funny guy. Like he is, he's funny. He will, right? yeah, and he dude. won't stop. It's always, he's always on. Yeah. Like he will, like a lot of these uh, com comedians, they're up and down, you know, they have, uh, you know, mental issues. And he is always on. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. He's, uh, he's just yeah. always fun. Like we always, uh, he has the same thing. I say every time when we go, I pain my jaw, my head from laughing, we're constantly <laughs> finding little funny things out of everything. And, it's a, it's a special mind how that works yeah. because he sees something and then he goes boop and you see him already writing it down because that he might use that for a, his stand-up routine you see and that's what i was with fighting i see a move oh i would write it down i had whole logs i wrote everything i just steal you know that's what every fighter did by the way gracie jiu-jitsu where do you think they got it from they made it up <laughs> no of course not they stole it and they made it themselves and they made better things that's what i did myself as well you know everybody does that you know but if you're smart you're writing it down because a lot of things we think we remember but you always forget log everything as a fighter log 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 because once you go over it after a month you go oh this i don't do anymore and it was so effective okay let's start this again you see you start forgetting <clears throat> because there's too much so write it down and the same with food i always logged everything if you want to find out what is bad for you it's very simple for one month straight if you work out log everything whatever you eat write it down write it down and then after you write below the workout today was great workout was 70 percent, and don't look at anything and then after one month you pick out all the bad workouts and then you look what you ate and 90 percent of the time it's the same stuff that you ate oh now you sketch that out and now you won't have that anymore i figured it out you see and that, mm -hmm. if you just do that if it's your job you should do that then Everything becomes easier. It's so simple. <laughs> yeah. You just have to do it. It's just like the, like the breathing. Yeah. But the breathing, four yeah. minutes. Yeah. You're going to work out anyway. Why don't you do four minutes before yeah, and then work out? It's the only thing you have to do. It takes four minutes of your time. You don't have to do a breathing class in an hour and a half. Four or five minutes. Uh, That's it. Just do it. I'm sure you can explain this better than anybody. So street fighting, right? When you think of street fighting, you think two kids out on the street, street fighting. But real street fighting. What yeah. is real street fighting? Like... I think a street fighter like Brad Pitt, you know, they go in the basement. And is that how it really is? Yeah, well, this. I remember my, my friend from Brooklyn used to tell me he was a street fighter. So, yeah, okay. You, yeah. Look, you look like one, pal. <laughs> I, uh, I had a guy who did street karate. That's a funny story, actually. You know, I'll, I'll tell the story. Let's be. Okay. Uh, so, I'm training Kimbo Slice, right? Uh, I was his oh. coach. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, from the beginning, he started when he fought Ray Mercer. First fight, I started training him. And he became bigger, 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 bigger. And then suddenly he was fighting for tap out somewhere. We had a tap out party. Yeah. And we go to the party and these guys come in, these white guys come in who sell a lot of jewelry. And they all uh, with the tight pants and the tight belts and the shirts in there, you know. And I, I see right away with the big chains and walking around, they go, oh, here we go. And we're talking as fighters. And they, 
know the room. That's what I always say. You know, make sure that you know who you're talking to. And this guy hears me about fighting, we're talking, somebody tells a fighting story, and he goes, yeah, I used to do karate. One of those guys. <laughs> and I go, excuse me, yeah, yeah, not normal karate, I used to do street karate. I say, street karate, yeah. I go, do it, and I look at my buddies, I go like, like, shut up, you know, let him talk, you know, I wanna see what he's gonna say. Yeah, yeah. He says, yeah, you know, my routine <laughs> has saved my life seven times, I swear to God. <laughs> I go, your routine? I go, dude, you gotta show me your routine. And without, without any hesitation, so imagine I'm standing here, here's my face, my nose forward. He's doing this. So he puts his elbow right in front of my plexus, and then he goes, and he shakes his fist in front of my face, and he says, and when I, when I do that, they all do this. And then I go, and he stands in front of me, and he goes to the throat. And when I do that, they all do this, he said. And then I grab him by the neck, and do it. this became the funniest thing, and I'm, this is gonna be even funny what I'm gonna say. So he grabs me, and he knees, he knees, and he looks me dead in the eye, he throws him back, and while he looks me in the eye, he does this. <laughs> <laughs> and I should have milled it more, but I couldn't. I had to let go. <laughs> and I go, nah. <laughs> you never did that. I say, seven times? Not in a million years. You're a very aggressive person. <laughs> I, like, I had two mo moments in my life with all my street fighting and my bouncer that I thought, okay, this can go wrong. I might get killed here. Two times from all the times. And this guy seven times in his saved his life to do that. So my present to him was, in the movie Here Comes the Boom, I'm teaching disco street fighting. I don't know if you know that scene. When I said, um, I literally do, knee to the face, knee to the face, throw away, stomp. Take to me that, I put that from that guy, put that in, in the movie. You can watch the movie, now you know the story behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But that's what people are. They just think, and I go, dude, read the room. Just professional fighters, that stuff, you're making it up. It's, now, now what, it makes now, no sense. Now what was harder, training to be a fighter or training to be an actor almost, or doing that? Well, then, no, no, training to be an actor is very hard. Yeah, two, the biggest compliment I got from Here Comes the Boom, I had, had such a great reviews, and it's again, it's because Kevin really worked with me and, and uh, somebody said, Bas, you just played yourself. And I remember my first acting class that the, the, the acting coach said, once they tell you that you look like yourself, that's good. That's really good because that means you're completely comfortable with what you're doing. So that was, an, uh, that was a good, uh, um, uh, that was a good feeling, but <clears throat> it's hard, acting is hard. I don't have a photographic memory like some of these guys that I know, so I have to hammer the scenes in there, and once it's in there, then you can really start working it, and you do it through different ways, there's so much to do. But you have to understand also, when I came to America, because people say, oh my God, you were acting great, and yeah, but I was taking acting classes within three weeks when I was, because I knew eventually after fighting, I wanted to do something in the movies, whether it was fight scenes, or fight choreography, or maybe acting, I don't know, you know, I didn't know what I could do. So I figured to make start doing acting classes. And I remember my, oh, in front of an acting, I did a Russian scene, I don't remember that movie. It was with Viggo Morrison. Remember in the Russian that he's a Russian guy. It's a badass movie, uh, and I did a scene from there. And there was a moment in that I had. This is in front of the class. <laughs> There's a shot glass, and I have to pour a drink in. I couldn't do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I go, man. And then the trainer, the the coach said to me, "In what you do, first of all, get a pourer, and second of all, touch it on the glass." 
and it's okay because if you hold it above it and you shake they can see it but just touch the glass you know but once you become comfortable like when i was a fighter i was more nervous for interviews than for fighting Mm. In the beginning, I was nervous for fighting, but it becomes normal because you keep doing it, you know? Repetition. The repetition. It's like every addiction also, right? It becomes normal to you, but it's not normal. But it's a fighting also. It's not normal, but it becomes normal because you're doing it every single day. Then you start doing more interviews. Oh, now that's easy too. Why do you hate the interviews though? I, I don't know. I was so nervous for it because my English maybe, that yeah. I couldn't speak English uh, yet yeah, that's so well. Uh, but you know, then you know, you simply who gives a fuck you want. <laughs> yeah, I know, but still, you know, you wanna, you always wanna be cool. I think no, I'm just no, no, but uh, that's a good thing yeah. that you touch on that because I think it comes from the from when I was young with my skin disease. Yeah, people always talking about me, and then I always thought that all eyes are on me because if I walked in, oh, they had the guy there with the leper. So then you I think, think as an actor, if all the eyes are on you, now you feel pressure, you know, and to deal with that pressure, it's See, actually hard. As big of a guy as you are, you just admitted that. Yeah. Yeah, but because I but want I mean, other I'm, people I'm, to I'm hear that. I'm going back to the point that you made. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but because other people will have that. Yeah. And now you know where it comes from. Yeah. So hopefully, if it helps one person, they always say, right? My job is done. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> if, again, one person pull it through. No. no that's it. But, but yeah, acting is hard. Coming through the point where you talked about you were, you know, got bullied, you got picked on as a kid and all that type of stuff, and it made you stronger as as you got older. You know, you see it a lot nowadays. We talk about all the time on the show, like, you know, wear orange today for anti-bullying day. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 what do you think they should be teaching kids that, you know, unfortunately there are kids that still get picked on. It happens. What should you be teaching these kids instead of, you know, wear orange saying that's going to help you, uh, you know, stop getting picked on, you know? You know, I was <laughs> the, I, uh, I used to do anti-bullying comp bullying campaigns for Cartoon Network and fitness campaigns and all that stuff. So it's really funny stuff oh, online cool, if you can cool. find it. It's really fun, yeah. But for the, also for, and, um, for the kids who get bullied, and I said, learn how to fight. And they go, you can't say that. And I go, because I understand also there's kids that simply can't fight. You know, maybe they're overweight, maybe they don't have anything. Sure. But the best thing is, is literally to speak up. And it's again, go to an adult and get the adult and speak up. Go to your parents and say, hey, I get bullied. Because I didn't do it, you know, because you don't want to. You know, you're afraid as a kid, you think, oh, you're pussy. You know, no, you're not. You know, you're well, just what is bullied, though? What is bullied? Somebody says uh, you're fat or you're, you're skinny or you're ugly, that's bullying? For, I, mean, I mean, that's what they say it is now. Yeah, uh, true. And and But uh, you, you can do things... You, the, it's a very bad society we live yeah. in. The society is now that you that they bring all the standards down. Everybody gets a prize. We know all this, you know, in the ah. gym. Nobody can lose anymore. You set them up for failure. Yep. You know, don't we want our kids not to die before us because of their overweight and for cholesterol or whatever? Mm -hmm. Or want your kids healthy? No, but it's so easy as parents because they're not parents anymore. They just give them whatever they want because then they shut up. Oh, I want to eat. I want to eat. No, you don't eat. I want a burger. I want, no, you don't get a burger. Oh, dang, can I get a, give them the freaking burger. Because that's easier. Yeah, Instead we, of cooking we, something else. We talk healthy. about this all the time. Yeah. So say me and 10 other kids, me and Rob's kids bust our ass. We wake up, we go to work out before we go to school, we go to school all day, we come home, we eat dinner, we work out to 8 o'clock, we go to bed so we can get up, we work our ass off, but yeah. then everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. Makes Even no though sense. we broke every record Bullshit. that they're us. Yeah. Yeah, but the problem is that now that then, later then, in then life. It's like, why am I going to do that? Yeah, why but, am I going to get up and work out? For nothing. But you know what the dumbest thing is? You can be everything you can be. Yeah. You can never be you want. You uh -huh. can't. 
I want to be a jet fighter <laughs> pilot. Correct. I'll crash that thing immediately. I know because I have an ADHD. <laughs> I can't. I want to, Correct. but I can't. So don't tell a kid he can do everything because there he stands with his chocolate milk and his big freaking oversized <laughs> Coca-Cola <laughs> eating pizza. Well, you can be everybody you want. You can. No, you can't. Yeah. You know, you got to work for something. The school, because they let you pass the whole time, tells you that you can. No, let him fail in front of the class. Oh, it's so hard. Not hard. Amen. Because then it's up to the decision to him to That's say, right. I don't like this feeling. Maybe I should go jog around the, at the park tonight. Maybe I should inspire him. That should inspire him. That's what I said with fighting. If I lost, I wasn't down. That should inspire you to train even harder. And that's the same thing with kids. But the parents drop them off at the uh, school. They go to whatever, Give pick them, them up. IPad, they don't. Whatever. That's it. Yeah. They don't want to do things with them. And throw a ball with a kid. Do something. Bring them outside. Make it healthy. But we don't have the time anymore because this is so important to get more likes. And oh, look at this guy. While you're sitting with people, some friends of mine, they're constantly on the stupid phone. I go, dude, you're 45 years old. What are you doing on your stupid phone? Throw this phone away. Don't get me started on that one. <laughs> that will be Do right. not yeah. get me started on that one. Dude, you know what I, I, I use the phone for one thing and one thing only. Business. That's it. Oh, and good. And family. Business and family. 100%. That's, that's good. That's it. You know, Rob, have you ever right. seen me? On, I don't Never. I fucking, Never. I don't mess with that. Never. You know what? I did uh, the Exodus night. Business, family, and friends. You know? <clears throat> yeah. Other, no, but other than that. That's what the Exodus 90 is. The Exodus 90 is the Catholic program is what you're doing is for 90 days. It's like Lent on steroids, right? So you can have only two meals a day, or three meals a day, nothing in between, no sugars, no wheat, no no drinking, no cigar. All the things that you normally do, smoking cigars or drinking a glass of wine, not. Can't watch TV, also not. One day on Sunday, you can break the rule by getting one vice. So if you say, I want to smoke a cigar, you smoke a cigar on Sunday. You want to watch your favorite show on TV? Now, on, you cannot be on your phone, you can be uh, on your computer, only for work, you can be there. You cannot listen to crazy music and have bombs at this, no, only music that is normal. You have to do uh, cold showers only. You have to work out rigorously, you know? And once you start doing that, and I did it for 90 days, I actually did it twice, and my social media went down 80%. Oh. Now I realize, dude, I'm wasting so much time. <laughs> now I got a book, I started learning instead of watching stupid yeah. TV, you know? And suddenly my whole world, that's why everything started changing with me. It was just those 90 days and do it with the group, you know? And you check in with each other the whole time. Hey, you're still on, you do this, don't break. Oh, no, I, I lost it, let's not do this anymore. You know, help him, uh, push him so he won't break the rule anymore. And that was it. That was everything. Started. I don't think we have ninety people right uh, now that we can find to do that. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that's the problem. Uh, that is. Everybody uh, needs to be fast. You no, know, when you sell something online, right? You know that you have to have a buy button immediately there because if somebody, this is proven. Yeah. You know, if they have to scroll three pages, they're already lost interest. They're, they're lost already gone. To the next yeah, page. That, they cannot hold. That's why Amazon's yeah. such a killer because you go boom, boom, that's boom, it. and it's there in two days. This thing, you know what everybody tells me? Why don't you make it electronic? Why don't you counter reps, make an app for it? No, you know, you cannot force yourself for four freaking, this yeah. thing you can throw it against the wall, you'll have it for the rest of your life. Do it with an electronic. Oh, you need batteries? Oh, what if the battery dies? What, There's oh, if, some, yeah. right? And, and Just and focus for four minutes. And that's also helping somebody. It's, that's a helping. So you don't want to make somebody that doesn't have a, a lot of money go out to buy batteries every other, 
you know, two weeks, you might as well give him a heart monitor. Yeah, but boss, well, how you feel it then? Of how you know you're getting better? You feel it. <laughs> you feel it immediately. <laughs> Why won't you? Everybody that makes wants everything sense. right now, this second. That nobody. That, the problem is, I always say, no one wants to work for anything anymore. Meaning, yeah, you said that takes time. You're gonna do it. You're gonna have to do it consistently. You got to do it. It takes. You got to put time into it to receive something back. If but you, only five minutes. That's the worst thing. Correct. But I'm saying, but if you don't take those five minutes and you're done, yeah. you're, you're never going to fix. Yep. You have to take the time to do it. They, everybody wants something. Well, the magic pill. Th- yeah, correct. Done now. And, you know, there's this one that Tom, I thought, thought I'd tell you this. There's a song. It's a country song. <laughs> but I heard the lyrics to I live it. in Texas now. I love it. I, li- I heard the lyrics <laughs> to it. I like it. And, I like and, everything. And the lyrics were, it was uh, Alabama is the name of the ba- uh, band from years ago. My mom used to listen to them. And the song really got me. It was, I'm in a hurry to get things done. I rush and I rush till life's no fun. All I got to do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry and I don't know why. Oh. So it was saying, all we all we worry about is rush, 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 hurry up. We got to get this done. This has to get done. And you never take time. You never take time. You're, you're rushing what? You're rushing life. All you, all you got to do is live and die. That's basically, I mean, you got to make money and all that other stuff comes along. But yep. it's just interesting to see how we're in such a society where it's quick, quick, quick. This has to get done. This, this, this. And you're not spending time for yourself, your this family, is, or things like that. It's, 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 it's like you're rushing people. to die, right? It's yeah. like you're all rushing to other die. people, what other people yeah. think of me. I need the likes, I need the likes. And, and the kids are growing up like that. It's horrendous. And then all the the, 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 the models who Photoshop their pictures, oh, and then yeah. all the girls want to look like that. Yeah. I mean, they're, setting the, they're lying to you. And now the kids want to be, and they start, you have kids for 14, 15 years old, breast implants when they're 16 years old in the school where my daughters went to school 16 years old the parents should go to jail for that it's unbelievable oh my nose i want to fix my nose you're 16 years old wait they're not even but all the way developed that's what i mean just just wait with this you know and all these pictures that you see itself you remember when uh was with the condition somebody made a picture and it showed up and it was not uh, photoshopped and it was oh my god she put oh, a picture yeah. oh my god oh, yeah. and it was Kim, this whole Kim big Kim thing Kim and i go like, and you yeah. cry about that so everything else that you send out was pretty much a lie then was like you was fixed what message that you do you send to the young girls who want to be like that everything needs to be perfect it shouldn't be i was uh, um what's her name liz uh they used to call her the most ugly woman in the world that woman a very scary woman a skinny woman uh, i can name a lot of that yeah no but <laughs> but and she's the most powerful lady, man. She's the most powerful lady. But she had just a birth defect or something with the face and wrong. And then people literally telling videos and saying that she's the world's ugly. Imagine you're 17 years old and you're in that body. Mm. And then you get you get the crap from all these people around it. How, mm. how sad these people are. You know, and hopefully they're going to figure it out when they grow up that, that that's the worst thing to do that you can do to a person. I mean, look what it did to me. To me, it's lit a fire. And to her, it also lit a fire because she's speaking, she's doing speaking events everywhere. She's a super powerful lady. But I mean, it's it's unbelievable what people do behind the stupid computers yep. and begging people down I with never, fake accounts I also never, because they're too afraid. Oh, you see, what heroes. I never thought about it like that. All those girls put them filters on, the filters, that's the filters, the bigger ass, the bigger do. ass, the bigger boobs. And then the twelve-year-old girl that has the phone sees that that's going to be thirteen, and that's going to be fourteen. And they don't have that. And when she's fourteen, she's going to want to look like that. Hundred percent. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. And these doctors are actually doing this shit. Yeah. They should go to jail for that. You know, all these things that you want to start building on yourself. If you if your kids really want it, wait till you're eighteen. 
yeah. you make that decision. Right. But as a parent, you should never make that decision because it's gonna backfire. I guarantee you that. At 18, whatever. It's there. They, yeah. It's their thing. And if you did, if you were a real mom and dad, she's probably not gonna do it. Right. Because you, know? you would have had to talk to her. But if you are a woman like that who has been her whole life like that, everything is about to look. Oh, look at that. That woman is fat. Oh, look at this. She has a big chin. She, you have so many people like that pointing out the flaws of other people. What a pieces of crap are those people, right? As, as a man that we all are in here, <clears throat> how about the craziest shit? When you go and you see a guy because he doesn't want to go to the gym, go get pec implants, yeah, bicep yeah. implants. Yeah. Yeah, that's really. I mean, I mean really. You really think you're going to look in the mirror at night? You're going to say, that's a real man. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. Hey, hey pal, that's gonna like uh, pop eventually. You know, it's, just, it's, it's like silicone. But it's so dangerous, also. But uh, okay, I can understand it. For instance, like I would never do it because I don't. But I can understand if somebody has to lose an arm with that, and I say, okay, oh, uh, yeah. to make it to make it fit. Sure. But as a person who never trains and to do that, uh, and the, the girls with uh, just so you butt can implants, walk on the beach with butt implants, and I go, why would you do a butt implant? You know, and you know why they do it? Because everybody points at them and say, oh, yeah, yeah, but, and, it, and then they, they talk bad about them and they get forced into do it. That's the sickest Pass. thing. How about this? They get the butt implants. They see on the news that however many people in the United States, not Colombia, not wherever, put, uh, what was it, oh, fix a tire, flat? Fix a flat. Fix yeah. a flat. You know what that is? No. It's the- Oh, yeah, to put it in a tire? Yeah, yeah. like when you have a flat yeah. tire. Well, there was hundreds and hundreds of women that they were putting fix a flat in their butt and that's how they were given a big butt. And then it went on from state, right? It was like yeah, tens down, in of Miami thousands. it was huge. They did it in Miami a lot. It was like oh. ten thousand. But you know what? And it cannot be healthy. And has no, they're And then they went from... back down again. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But you see, that's again you fe you're feeding, and once you start feeding it, you know, then you find everything wrong with you. And now it's just the nose, and now we got the eyes, and they got the lift eyes, and this. And look, look at the housewives and all these shows. They all look the it's same, right? TV. They yeah. all look the same. Yep. They have the same. Implants, whatever yep. they do, they have the same faces. You know, that's you shouldn't do that. It's it's just the wrong message that you send out. Are you allowed to do? It? Be my guest. Yeah. But don't start complaining if your kids now also want to do that at a show, uh, at a young age. But you kind of did that, right? They do all look the same. He's right. They do. Yeah, they, all they, the they go to the same people. You <laughs> yeah. can tell they have the same breasts. They have everything is the same. Yeah. Hey, you know what? And if you think about it, when they do that, subconsciously they're pushing it down everybody's throat. But because you put yeah. the, the show on at seven, they all look the same. Yep. The show at eight, okay, maybe you got a blonde in that one. Yep. You know what I mean? Nine, okay, you got three guys that are nine foot tall. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the worst is kids seeing it and thinking that's normal, yeah. and then they want it too as well. And they don't realize that there's filters on those cameras. And Nobody's happy cameras with themselves all. anymore. That's no, the problem. Yeah. yeah. Is right? We need You're to go right. back. We need to go back way back. You're right. You know, look what the kids are wearing nowadays, you know? That's why when I go to a Catholic mass, to like a Latin mass, right? You should walk in there one time oh, and look how the kids and everybody is dressed. Last you time, go like, dude, that is what everybody should be. Nice, boom, beautiful. Last time I was at Catholic mass, I got this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, long time I'm ago. afraid to go back in there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you did something bad. <laughs> you uh, know. I just went and I uh, got my little things with my guy. <laughs> <laughs> and ran like hell. Yep. But it's uh, it's unfortunate, you know. It's uh, I wish that everybody would wake up and just feel good, be happy about mm -hmm. yourself. Or maybe we can put do something, put something together, and get something going. Really seriously. I wish, you know, it it, it has to come. I it mean, it can only yeah. be. There's a moment that this everybody's going to see. Okay, this is too crazy. 
we got to step back now. It's the same with everything now in the whole world is going on. It's well, too crazy. Well, like we were talking earlier, I mean, even Caitlyn Jenner <clears throat> came out right on, yeah. right, right all over the TV against you know that community. Yep. and said, "Hey, look, this is nuts. I mean, yeah, this, you're taking it too far." Yeah, but you know that's that's on one side. And I respect I say, that. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, do it. You know, if you want to do. And it. I think I think like you said, it will escalate from there. You know, that's it. I hope. You know, I I hope it's it. it at age, I, I think, just be certain. At a very young age, you should watch out, you know, because we all think different. I think you should let a kid grow up a kid, and then once it's 100% sure, do whatever you want to do. But as a parent, I would say, I don't know, it's a, I, I wouldn't do it. I would wait till they're 18 years old. That's me, mm-hmm. because I would never want to, because if it goes wrong, and they, who's going to get the blame? Why didn't you stay, you know? And then they say, oh, but it almost never goes wrong. Well, the numbers are saying different, you know? So it's a, listen, everybody can do whatever they want to do, but I'm just saying, wait to an age two, so they decide themselves. That would be the most, for me, I would I Let think. them be adults, yeah. and, you know, and do the best you can as parents, and whatever happens from there. Yep. Two more questions for you. Tell me. What do you think of the UFC today? I think it's a juggernaut still till this day. I think uh, I love all the fighters, you know. Like the, It's so hard. Like when people say, now, what is um, what is your favorite, uh, who's your favorite fighter? Yeah, it's almost impossible I mean, to say everybody. I mean, I mean who, there's so many good classes. Ones. That's what and, I mean. I mean, <laughs> and with me, like at the time, I was really good at my feet and really good on the ground. My wrestling sucked, but it didn't matter because they would take me down and I would submit them. You know, so I actually have more submission victories, but people still don't realize than knockouts. <clears throat> I did actually see that. Though. Oh, I saw it on Wikipedia. But you see, but it's uh, now nowadays. That, so I was exceptional at that time. Now they're all like that, but much better. Now they know yeah. all three sports, and they know it very well. Everybody has a full gas tank. I was one of the few that had a full gas tank, and that saved me a lot of times. Now everybody's in shape. Would drive me nuts when I was young, because when I was young, then you know, uh, I go. I, it's like being a painter and go paint something with a half a can of paint. You're gonna run out of paint, right? It's your job to bring a full can of paint. That's the same as a fighter bring a full tank of gas because you need to go to five rounds or whatever the fight is. And if you can't, you shouldn't be a fighter. It's stupid. Well, don't have that problem anymore. Everybody is in shape now. You see, so the level is so much higher right now. It's just really uh, cool. How, oh, how many rounds was it when you were fighting? <clears throat> One round of thirty minutes. Holy shit! Yeah, my UFC was fifteen minutes and three minutes overtime, and my UFC title was fifteen minutes and two three minutes overtime. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, that was it. Was different. And with street fighting, by the way, oh oh, it's good because I'll uh, because we were talking about what is good street fighting. Just so you know, um, uh, Amir Peretz and myself. Amir Peretz, you know, you, you should look him up on YouTube. He takes a gun away from somebody. This is the guy I met when I just came to the States. And um, I met him in the club on La Cienega. And uh, he goes, my God, what are you doing here? I said, I live here. Oh, you live here? Yeah. Are you teaching? And he goes, yeah. Okay, man, I'm a big fan. He's a, an ex-seal from Israel. And he's doing Krav Maga. But a high-level guy, this guy. is different than a lot of other people. And he says, can I come and watch the class? I said, sure. So he comes to my class, and after the class, my students, everybody's there, and he has a bag with him. And he says, man, this was insane, and when I uh, want to come train here, can I show you something? And I go, sure. So he gets goes to his bag, and he pulls out a plastic knife, and he gives a knife to me. And I say, dude, I'm okay, don't worry about it. I said, I don't wanna, because I know it's gonna be stupid again, you know, like all these things, <laughs> I don't believe in that stuff. And he looks at me, and he goes, okay, Okay, so he goes back to his bag and he pulls out a pellet gun and he loads the pellet gun and he puts a bullet in and he says, here, 
I'm going to stand like this. If you see me move, you can shoot me. And now the whole class is like, I go, whoa, 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 do it. He says, yeah, but only if you see me move. Don't shoot me right away because I have no chance. But if you see me move, you're allowed to shoot me. And I did six times, six times in the work. It went, boom, and I got a front <laughs> face, and he's got the gun pointed at me. Wow. So they put this guy, so I started doing kicking crash test dummies, uh, password to kick crash test dummy, go on YouTube, like I broke a spleen, you can find that all for f uh, fight science. So I'm doing bar fighting, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and suddenly they come to me, hey, you know how to uh, take guns away and knives, right? I say, yeah. They say, you wanna do that? I say, yeah, I would love to do that. I say, but you shouldn't take me, you should take my buddy, because he's way better than I do. They, they, trust me, take him, you know? <laughs> So he comes in, and I remember he had to be there at, uh, at 10 a.m., and at noon my telephone went, it was the director. And I go, watch this. And I pick up, I say, he's freaking you out, isn't he? And he goes, where did you get that guy? Where did you get the guy? So you see him uh, disarming a gun with a guy with a pellet also, and he stands, and he, in slow motion, he redirects the gun, he hits you, boof, and he grabs the gun, and now, poof, now the bullet comes out. He already hit the guy in the face. Oh my God. They hit it in two tenths, of a second, it was faster than the brain could react. They were, they were freak. You can see it. You can see it on TV. That that fist didn't even hit the face before the bullet was already on the wall. That was it. Yeah, already ah. disarmed, redirect, control the gun, and boom, boom, boom. I mean, and then he has the gun. You've been hit, and he's got the gun. So this this guy's the real deal, you know. So we did with COVID started. We did this big um, instruction: seven skills to save your life. So the first skill is situational awareness, where to watch out for, little things. If you come out of a room, out of your house, just look around for two seconds or 20 seconds. Why would you just look down and walk to the, you know, and we give all these little pointers. Like a woman, you go to a, you park your car. Well, think about this, you're gonna be back in the dark? Yeah, is this car parked in a dark spot? Maybe you should park it somewhere else where there's a light. Wow. You know, like all these things we give, all these hints. If you walk into a bar, you already have to know where are the, the exits. You know, things like that, that now seems like a lot, but once you start doing it, it becomes normal. Like we would do it for fun with my kids. I say, okay, where's the where's the exit? She says, oh, you want in the kitchen there and one there. You see, because you just, it becomes a game. It becomes a fun thing. And what is the name of the, the waiter? And you know, so you start paying attention to little details. Right, situational awareness. Women are really good with that. Women can do six things at the same time. Women, when you bring a little kid in, a baby, and you and you just can't walk, uh, they, you put them down. They know that's a weapon. That's a weapon. That's a weapon. That's a weapon. They know immediately, right? I have a two-year-old. Th there you go. Now, so you're right in that right now. <laughs> but that's what situational awareness. Yeah. But you know it with your kid. But you can apply this to everything in life, right? And then you have the skills for knives and for guns and for hand-to-hand -hand and for stamina. So you have seven skills to break your life. If you go to a uh, Krav Maga. K-R-A-V Maga M-A-G-A dot com slash boss. Go to there. There's a course we did and it's with this guy, with Amir. When I picked Amir up for the very first time he was training at his Krav Maga Center, he was my only sparring partner for 80% here because he's the only guy who could hang with me. And it's not like I beat people up. They, it's like my stamina, I just outwork you. Him, I couldn't. He would constantly, he was a really good sparring partner for me. I picked him up and he was sparring and they were sparring with kicks to the balls. Mm, what? Yeah. And nobody got kicked in the balls. <laughs> and you know why? Because they don't like to get kicked in the balls. <laughs> but, but you see, if once you extend that, you, you automatically fight different. Right. You read the, the length of the leg, you know, you, and you stay out of it. It's just doing it. Yes, in the beginning, you get kicked a few times, but guess what? That's how you learn, right? And you never like to get kicked again, so you become really good at it. And I go like, wow, this is opening a whole new door. This guy, you gotta really check it out. So, kravmagad.com slash boss, B-A-S, 
and then you can see the course. I believe we give a whole, it's like a 15-minute clip we give for free where we talk about situational awareness and all that other stuff. Then you can see what it has. And it's an... Uh, I'll pull it up. Yeah, pull it up. You'll like it. But it's a good way uh, for people, especially if you want to know how to defend yourself. And people always go, yeah, but the gun defense will never work. You know, and I, I say a very simple thing. Imagine you never defended yourself against a knife. Oh, no, they say it will never happen. Yeah, but what if it happen, happens? It's always better to know a skill and don't need it than to need a skill and don't have it, right? It's a very simple rule. completely agree with you. So now you come into a room and a guy pulls a gun. There's no escapes. There's no nothing. Maybe he shot somebody and he's not wearing a mask. Well, chances you're going to go extremely high because you can point him out in court right now because otherwise you're going to die. You don't think that it's better to learn if you have even a little bit of skill that already increased your chance of survival way higher. Because you're more aware. More aware. That guy, yeah. the, the oh, Quentin Jackson on the left, and the guy next to us, he's a badass Navy SEAL 16 member. Holt McKellen, right. he's a great actor from uh, Mindhunter. No, but this, just check that out. And there, the self-defense where you can click on the thing, people can see. That's Amir there on the left. He's, he's intense, man. He was the Kyokushin champion from uh, Israel. And, and so what we're teaching is it's, it's real stuff. And we that break it down to Jackson? such a level that you know, okay. And we push you to train, of course. But every training you do, even if you had one class, is always better than have no classes, right? And of course, we don't say one class. We want you to do it twice a week, three times a week. You see? So you learn your skill. You learn a skill. And hopefully you'll never yeah, be in a situation. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> oh, Quentin, he's my man. He's one of my man. Fa- that's my favorite, one of my favorite guys of all Dude, time. Dude, with the Rona of when he slammed time, it, remember? <laughs> Quentin is, is the man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we love Quentin. He is. Oh, I had so much fun with this guy when yeah. I stole his chicken. Yeah, you know, you know, he, he makes it fun. He makes yeah. it fun. Yeah. He makes it fun, you know? Dude, yeah, and what a skill, you know? I mean, yeah. this guy comes in a freaking... Yeah he's, a, yeah, he's an enemy. He's a very funny guy, too, if you hang out with him. Yeah, he's a good friend. He's uh, Bring him back with you. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. Yo, yeah, yeah, we should, you know? I it's like it. Dr. Belisa, you know, the, the the breathing expert. If if people are interested, they go like, hey, this breathing is cool. You should get back and... Talking about this one more time because I, I completely forgot something. Yeah, I want to pull up your website. Pull up yeah, his, uh, so we can. So, but Doctor, go no, go to breathingforwarriors.com. Sure. Yeah, because that's a course that we just shot, and that will teach you everything. Because once you see it and how we explain it, how your diaphragm works and what actually happens in the body and how you get that chest expansion, it makes complete sense immediately. And then you go, oh, okay, okay, and then we give you. I mean, she has breathing exercise classes that make you high with just breathing. No drugs. You just later, everybody starts tinkling. It's like crazy what she does. Fuck, you'd be a billionaire. Look at me there, boss Wooden. That was for fun. If you put a commercial, <laughs> you get high from those breathing, breathing exercises. You, you, you get a, oh, you see people going, oh my God, I'm tinkling wrong. everywhere. I'm tinkling everywhere. The cable punching routine, you see, endurance, cardiovascular fitness, respiratory muscle training, everything we do this. This is combat training. How you have to breathe during a fight. Uh, close by, you have to breathe different than a little bit further away and in the corner, in the dressing room. All we go over every little single thing that you need to know. Breathing for mixed martial arts, you see there? Uh, that's this one here. This. Uh, <coughs> that's, a, that's a big one. 
That's a big one. That's when you, how you breathe when you're very close together, when you like little distance away, further oh, distance so we're away. talking about the distances and everything And, and it's all different kind of breathing patterns. But once you control that, it becomes second nature. You start doing it automatically. And then your stamina increases. Look at that, uh, the, the, yeah, click on that. Is, there, is it, in a, hopefully, it is a video? No? Okay, well, I've done my video. But that's where you see what the diaphragm has. The diaphragm is, is a, it's a thin dome-shaped uh, muscle tendon, right? And it hangs here in the middle of your body. It separates your chest from your abdominal cavity. And it's located here on the bottom of your ribs. And it just hangs like this. And it drops down when you inhale. And when it drops down from that angle, you see it gets wide. And of course, it goes from here, it goes boof, wide. And that opens up your rib cage. So that motion and it massages your intestines it massages your heart it does a lot of other things it's really crazy what it all does you know and once you start understanding that and then we show a video with breathing like shoulder breathing and the amount of air you get and then diaphragmatic breathing mm. you go like oh that's it that guy there on the ground he's a monster and you should see him breathe he's got really great breathing well, i mean you can see how calm he is i mean yeah. i know it's a picture but yeah Wow. It's crazy. You don't really think about breathing as Hell much as Yeah, breathing. breathingforwarriors.com. That's and we just shot it. I mean, it's it's done this week, literally. And uh you'll be amazed because that takes it everything to a whole new level. Once you increase that, then start working on all the things that you want to do in fighting because you don't get tired anymore. And here's, your, and here's your website. You can oh, go to trader.com. Yep. You can how to use it if Everything. Yeah, there's Customer videos, reviews, everything. everything is on there. And then you can also, um, like I said, you do health15 at the checkout code for all the listeners, and you get a 50% uh, discount. Make sure you text well. me that so I can put that in the uh, okay. description. That would be great, yeah. So, yeah, and so then I pretty much everything. Um, oh, and the punching device. You're going to have to, please, look this up for fun. Bodyactionsystem.com. Because that thing you can hit as hard as you want. And and if you look at it, you go like we we might be buying too. (laughs) Yeah, very like I said, the interesting part that you you don't think about this every day, but you just don't. It's It's just yeah, it's there. But I'm telling you, like makes sense just from seeing kids, myself included, but coaching kids and seeing kids. Now we say like the video games and the change it's seen over the years with more kids that are out of shape. Yep. But at least they're there now. At least they're at the sport, at football, doing it, trying to get better. Um, this stuff can just work wonders for a kid who maybe has a breathing problem, and to to strengthen that, to get better, to last longer in the sport, to yep. you know, and, or God forbid they do have a problem. If there's yeah. one muscle you can only train in your entire life. I would train your breathing muscle since it's the number one priority in the body. You sold me. That's I, it. I'm a tough sell. That's yeah. it. Yeah, but now it's the tough do because I want to see if you can do it 30 days. It's hard. If you work out every, do you work out every day? Every day. Okay, then do just do it before you work out. Yeah, then you I, will I never do miss 20 it. 20 minutes on the treadmill, 20 minutes in the sauna, 20 minutes speed workout. Perfect. Now, in the beginning, maybe you should do it after the workout. I don't know because you it might get you conditioning-wise a little tired because you're working your breathing muscles. But I'll guarantee you in a month, once your breathing muscles are updated, it's the opposite. You can warm up with this and then full go. It's crazy. Oh, and, and the thing that I want to say uh, before everybody, that's nothing to do with selling. This is something I used to do in fighting, and I didn't know why, because it always made me feel good. I would, before the fight, I would do a lot of apps which everybody thought it was weird to do because it kind of stops everything. But then I would, my body, with his back against my back, we would hook each other's arms and then he would lean over and I would stretch my leg, my, my chest out. 
and it would always make me feel better. And now, with Dr. Beliza, when she started explaining everything, this is one of the most important things in fighting. You keep your chest muscles uh, flexible. If you do bench pressing before a fight, your muscles are tight, they can't expand. Mm. So before a fight, to just sit here and to grab a chair and to do these, these kind of stretches is really important because the more flexible your chest is, the more easy for you is to expand. I so, wish my coach would have told me that. Can you yeah, me too. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I have a couple of golden gloves. I never got. I never got taught that. Yeah, but you see, it's simply the like in MMA. You see, oh, he gets coach of the year, coach of the year. You don't sp spend time on breathing. You're not the coach of the year, not in my book. I just remember, oh. don't drink much water. Don't drink <laughs> yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spit the fucking water out. Spit the water out. I'm a. I'm a I don't and, and, and then you would actually, I would say, drink as much water as you can, right? You go like. No, no. I mean, like when I was fighting. Yeah, like, yeah. Like just a little sip. And then spit it out. Like that's all I can remember. Oh, so that's just yeah. to make you. Yeah, yeah, that's another you don't thing. Get cramps. Yeah, no, but also in, in in Holland, we never had water breaks. I never understood. We came here, okay, water break, and I go, what? <laughs> water break during in the middle of while we're sparring? Oh, no, shit. dude. Here in the U.S., no. You, you, I don't know how it. Is. I mean, in the pros, you get an amateurs when you're going for golden gloves. Every two and a half minutes, you get a water break. Oh, completely. 30 seconds. You make your pushes out of fighters. That's what you do. But it, it actually makes you tired because you just sat down. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck, it sucks to get back up. I mean, I actually took a couple of pops. <laughs> but the, the body action system is a fun little thing also. Check it out, bodyactionsystem.com. It's a punch oh, and kicking device. It? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you'll like it because you can see how hard I hit it and, and you go like, there's no way. What is it? com. B-A-S. You see what we did there? Body Action System. Hey, that's my name. <laughs> the UFC has a sells them now too. So it's uh, that thing. Oh, that's cool shit. And you can hit it as hard as you can. And for fighters, like for instance, mine, uh, my career got ended because of my tendonitis in the arm. I, my muscles are stronger than my tendons. So of a heavy back, I would really mess up my arms. Uh, and more fighters have that. And if you do for the last uh, two weeks, you hit this thing, Zero impact, but you get really freaking tired on it. That's and you get a real target. And this is not like those things that have like all these targets, like here, one, 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 one. That you're fighting six guys. No, 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 no. Fight one guy. You know, that's why I made the head like that. And the body, you see the body is shaped, the body shots. Mm -hmm. If you hit it in that angle, it's shaped, it's the perfect body shot as well. So it's a real fun device and it, it looks thin and you but trust me. Oh, click on the video. There you, can you, better see. Have the, you better have these stocked up, buddy. I hope. If you want something to be done Blow right, that up, Rob. You have to if do you it can. Yourself. I don't know if you can. Oh, on the bottom. Yeah, there's yeah. that little... Uh, yeah, and there's... On, yeah. Look at this guy. Nothing out there like the body action system, and that's why I came up with it, because it feels like a real body that looks like a real sparring partner with real targets. It's like it's designed for you. And if you're listening to this, you, you got to watch this. This thing's awesome. Use focus pads high or bring them down. In, out, whatever. And bada bing, bada boom. There's the body action system. I wish that I had it when I was... And that's 100% oh, good. Lever, 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 uppercut. That's cool. Right hook to the head. Lever, lever, boom. And a liver shot. Ooh, let's do that again. Bop, 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 bop. Yeah, hit him with the lever shot. Yeah, and don't look at my right arm for the people at home. Technical, <laughs> that, that's the bad arm, you know? So this arm cannot do really a nice hook anymore and a nice uppercut anymore. That the, thing is the, awesome. Focus on the left. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun thing. That is, that yeah. is.
No. Well, thank you so much. Oh, go I, ahead, got, I got one last one. Yeah, yeah, go. So, yeah, take your time. We're here. Yeah, we're here. We're in. So all your years in the UFC, give me the top three fighters from back back then. Not now, not the guys now. Top three, you would say, from um, years back. You know, the Dan Severns, Tank Abbotts, those years. Who you would know, you, you put up there? Yeah, well, up there? yeah. In my book, everybody, you know, you you got like Chuck Liddell also. He's Chuck just Liddell. got in that motion, like with Tito Ortiz, once they, they started getting bigger. Yep. And before that, it was guys like uh, like Tank Abbott and like uh, Dan, uh, uh, yeah, Dan Severn, uh, Don Fry, of course, who's an animal. Yep. I mean, let's not never forget freaking uh, Hoist Crazy. I mean, yep. the, we remember he came out and then just destroying people. I just sent him, a, or not just, last year I sent him a picture. I found these old magazines from me in Japan and I was going through everything and I cutting everything out, what was me, and then throw the magazines away because I had stacks and I go, I only cut the stuff out so I can save that. And I sent some pictures and you saw Hoist, and I know Hoist now only as a really nice, friendly guy. And <laughs> when he's raising his, his, they're raising his arm and his look is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you next. You know, like yeah. I go, dude. I sent him the picture. I said, this is you. You remember that? It's like such a violence, you know. And he came there and they just. It was good, Coleman and then freaking Randleman, uh, Kevin, man, when we fought for the world title, he beat the crap out of my face the first four minutes. It was like my nose is broke, I lost the contact, everything filled up with blood. I was swallowing blood the whole time. I go, oof, you know, that was a hard one. And then, uh, you know, slowly but surely I started getting into the game and then it, it, thankfully I, I won it. I don't know how you can mentally, I don't know how you can just get over that. Uh, it, it's all egos, I think, because you don't want to break in front of everybody, you know, it's like really. Especially, when I, especially <laughs> contact, flying out and then you're yeah. gonna go back out there oh it's uh, crazy oh. but you know crazy freaking athlete um it was his birthday uh he passed away unfortunately he became actually we became friends uh went to his wedding and everything. i'm still good in contact with his wife uh it was last week Very it nice was his too. birthday so i made him a nice post about we lost the great gene labelle last week ah, that was a hard one he was the first guy i met in 96 can i came here to teach at the los angeles police department and everybody was there like benny the jet and gokasevich and then the, I, I mean there was a lot of guys were all teaching and this crazy guy with red hair was constantly <laughs> he was looking at me and i was teaching leg locks and, and he was like, perfect he was like screaming every time and i go like who is this crazy dude you know and then a friend of mine came over afterwards he goes hey you need to meet uh, gene the bell i said oh, that? and he pointed go oh so you see that gene you know because of course i heard of gene <laughs> uh oh okay I, I, thankfully i didn't say hey crazy guy <laughs> because he would mold me this guy what an animal that guy yeah. and uh, yeah unfortunately he passed away he was 89 but uh, that guy at 84, he was still doing wheelies on a motorcycle. Yeah, right. that's a at least he went out the way he wanted to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good person. But that's the good thing with fighting you, the people you meet and the camaraderie is so close with all these fighters. I always say, if I go, it doesn't matter what country I go. You know, if I go just to uh, Brazil, I'll pick up a phone and I say, hey man, can I crash the night? Done. I don't have to get a hotel. Of course I do. But if I didn't have the money for it. I, I have, they will all let you crash, you know, every country pretty much in the world because you know now everybody. That's such a crazy thing because I was 28 when I started. See how eight, how late that is. It was in 93 before the UFC started. I heard Frank, Ken Shamrock was fighting on the show that I was and he was talking about this crazy thing that he was going to do a cage and there's no rules and no referee and you can do anything you want. Don't you want to do that? I go, no. <laughs> you know. I remember everybody was laughing because everybody was watching WWF and, oh. and the wrestling. Everybody was like, yeah, right. Who's going to watch UFC? And, and you know what? He told me a really great story. It's so funny because they were sitting in the back 
And they thought that any moment now, the promoter would walk in, that it was a work, that they were going to say, okay, you're going to win, you're going to lose. You know, they thought it was going to happen. And then Gerard Godot, the guy from Holland, the Kikushin guy, came up, knocked down the, the, the sumo wrestler, and he kicked him in the face, and the teeth were flying <laughs> next to the commentators. <laughs> and everybody said that when that happened, it got really quiet <laughs> backstage. And they go, oh, it's real, I you bet. know. Everything down. And they told me, he said, do you want to fight there? I say, no. And they go, why? I say, well, I have a wife and a kid. You know, I, 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 you, you can. If you have a psychopath in there, if I get knocked out, hmm. I want like a, I want to have a referee there who pulls him off. But if that guy is allowed, just hits me six more times in the head, kill it. Yeah, or brain damage, anything. Hmm. I say I'm not going to do that. I say if there's a referee who steps in, sign me up. But not without a referee, and then thankfully Joe McCarthy he was oh, instrumental. Man. Oh, oh, Joe McCarthy, and he put his foot down because he said, "Listen, you want me to stay here?" I'm going to have to stop this fight because what happened with Tank Abbott, for instance. Joe McCarthy. He's a fifth degree black belt. Right? Oh, dude, he's an animal. Yeah. Um, uh, Tank Abbott got beat the crap out of, and, and Joe McCarthy was looking at his corner the whole time, and his corner would turn the back to him. And then after the fight, <laughs> he went off to him, and he says, why didn't you throw in the towel? He said, well, Tank told us that if we threw in the towel, he was going to beat us up. And that's when Big John said, okay, this is it. And he went to the owner, oh uh, it was Hoyler, I believe. Horion Gracie. Horion Gracie. It was, it was, it was Bob Gracie, right? Uh, yeah, it was Horion uh, Gracie together with Bob Marowitz. And then he said, listen, if you want to keep me here, I'm going to have to be able to stab him because otherwise I'm uh, somebody's going to die. You know, this is going to go wrong. And thankfully, they knew that he was instrumental, so they had to keep him. And then, well, yeah, he's a monster. He's a monster, him. but yeah. good guy too, man. What a nice family, kids, wife, everybody is such a good people. How you know, much do you think uh, Dana White... Really, do you think he really changed everything for the best? Well, he did a lot of good. I, I right? mean, money. I mean, not just money, but yeah. I mean overall. Yeah, I think uh, I think the um, the UFC is responsible for all the rules in the in the world. Uh, you know, they always talk about Mount Rushmore of UFC, and I always put Dana in, and everybody looks at me weird. I said, dude, he was instrumental. He needs to be in there. Like Hoist Gracie, without a freaking doubt, right? But Dana White as well. He made it. He made the sport. You know, so yeah, he we, made it a whole entire sport. Yeah. That's it. You like, know, you got to give him the props. Huge money. I mean, yeah. like McGregor. I mean, Jones. All well, that's like the big debate now. I guess everybody's talking about it because of the Paul brothers, Jake Paul and those guys. Oh, that fuck. you know, he's calling out Dana White because he's saying, you know, pay the <laughs> he better be pay careful. the fighters, and he's <laughs> saying they are getting paid, and he's saying, well, they're not. And there's a whole big discussion. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think the fighters are getting paid enough, or do you think no? You know, as a fighter, you can never pay enough. You know, I, I think they can pay more. They, you know, and and I believe it will come. Like you saw with McGregor, once you got a star power, and McGregor just put his foot down, and it gets big. But you know, you have to also understand it's a business for them, right? Everybody wants more money. They go like, hey, do, if you don't want to fight, I can tell you one thing: if I wouldn't have gone to the UFC. I don't think I would have been maybe in movies or something. Yes, there was a, a hardcore group that watched me fight in Japan, but the real people know me because I went to the UFC, and that's why I went to the UFC. First of all, the big reason for the UFC, this is the dumbest reason, you're not going to believe it, was the theme song. I wanted to come up with that theme song. I thought it was so yeah. bad. It's like a video. And from Eindhoven, Holland, we got Bas Rudin. And I got, I got goosebumps now. Look, I got, dude, that was so badass. You, you, you took all the Holland out of I love it. You know, you would never know. And I told him the very first time I fought, because last week somebody asked me, why didn't you come up with an intro song? I said I was not allowed at the UFC, you only could up with that song, because otherwise you were going to have to pay royalties at the time. 
And I asked the UFC, I said, do me a favor. The three Tadors, right? Pavarotti, Luciano, and yeah. those three guys, they have that song, I like to be in America. Da, 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 da. And it was a 30-second clip of them singing it. I said, because I just came from Holland, can you play a 30-second clip and then come up with a theme song? I think that would kill it for the people, you know? I like to be in America. What a badass song that would be. Awesome. By the Tadors, you know? <laughs> but they said no, unfortunately. But that, that was a big wish for me <laughs> to come up with that song. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Dana White's got to be, he's got to yeah, be I mean, top. He, I mean, he, made, he created a whole entire it's like sport. It's like you look at the whole Vince McMahon thing from WWE. Him I too. Mean, he Him too. took that to another level. His yep. dad had it, whatever it was. Yeah. Doing whatever he took it to a whole nother level. Whole I was level. super happy when they inducted me in the UFC Hall of Fame because I had two fights. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah and and I go like, I thought it was never happen because it was too middle. But then I thought mm, maybe as an uh, like an ambassador for the sport, you know, made that all combined together. And then Dana told me he says no for all your fights. He says in all of them. He says not only UFC fights. He says you were beating UFC guys in Japan. He said so. That was that was uh, yeah, that was a I'm very sure, nice. I'm sure he watched a lot of. His that shit. was cool. Yeah. No, I always had a really good relationship yeah. with him. I never had a problem with him. So everybody's complaining. I go, listen. To me, it's always been why, great. Why that. are they complaining? Because he made a great deal and he's making a ton of money. And but then they they want and more he's not money. A jerk off. No, but and also look what he did. And McGregor, you know, they say yeah, but he makes all the money. But look what he. Did. My mother knows McGregor. Mm-hmm. No, she don't know anybody. No, but there's so not there's so many that people know McGregor. Who, but, who does not know McGregor? That's what I mean. Oh, so he made. put all the eyeballs on the UFC, yeah. made it even bigger. That has to Ronda Rousey, right? She's got to yeah. be in Marshmore, Rob Marshmore. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. It's like who would who would Hulk Hogan be if it wasn't for the WWF? Everyone yeah. knows Hulk Hogan. Yeah. He would have just been a wrestler in another little, tiny little wrestling league. And that is great. Like, I worked uh, did pro wrestling in Japan, and I worked with the Steiner Brothers and all these oh, guys from- uh, Rick and Scott. Oh, uh, dude. I was just, just a funny thing. So I'm sitting by myself in the dressing room, right? And I always, uh, I, I'm a complete, if I get bored, I need to do something. So I'm sitting in a chair and I go like this. Eh? Uh, oh no, first I'm sitting like, with uh, uh, Rick Steiner uh, and I'm doing this. I'm looking at a screen and he says, what are you doing? I said, do it. I said, look at the screen and do. I said, you see the whole screen start vibrating. It's really weird. <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, stop doing drugs, boss. And he walks away, right? <laughs> so now I'm sitting by myself in the dressing room and I'm sitting on the swivel chair and I'm like this. Just myself, I'm doing this. And suddenly I turn to the door and he say, and he goes, I told you to stop doing drugs. And he walked away. <laughs> His son's in it now, I think. His uh, Rick's son. I think it's Rick's son's in wrestling now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I, I got to tell this story. This is a yeah. funny story, okay? So I'm doing my first pro wrestling match in the Tokyo Dome. So what happens, uh, there's 55,000 people. Don Fry's in my corner. Um, and you know how it goes. What's you know? it like walking out with 55,000 people? Oh, it's people? crazy. It's freaking crazy. I mean, I mean can you hear it? Do you block it out? No, they, they're people. really excited. But in Japan, it's once, once the fight starts, completely silent. But still just walking out knowing that oh, 55. Oh, everybody. Yeah, so, no, they, they were screaming. It's great. It's freaking awesome. So I'm, uh, you know, you go over your, what you have to do, right? Mm -hmm. So you go to a different location somewhere. They black everything out. Nobody knows where you're going. And then you rehearse. You rehearse the beginning. You rehearse the middle part. And then you rehearse the end. And then the rest you ad lib, so to say, right? Now, since they use the strong style in Japan, which is real submission techniques. Here, they grab a hand, they go, oh, they're doing this. Mm -hmm. There, they, everything is real moves. So going from MMA to pro wrestling in Japan is much easier because it's real moves, you know, and you just, it makes it more fluid. 
So the thing, the guy was going to, the fight was going to start. He was going to immediately spare me into the corner and he would give me an elbow in the face, mm. another elbow in the face, another elbow in the face, and then he would do this to the audience and he would load up and then he would, I would take an eight count, right? That's, so that was the plan. Now, you go there and you believe that you start thinking, I don't, this guy can really hit me hard if he wants. Maybe he says to his friends before, hey, watch this, I'm gonna hit this guy really freaking hard. There's nothing he can do, right? So that was already in my head. So <laughs> he throws me in the corner and he gives the first elbow perfectly timed. Oof. The second one, he gives a little harder. The third one is a direct hit. Oh. And my automatic reflex goes in. So I go, boof, I go, bomb, boof. Oh, out. knocked him out. And, uh, and I'm looking at Donis in the corner, he goes like, Oh shit. And then the referee <laughs> the referee start walking around him like a circle and he goes, One and then he walks into the circle. <laughs> he had the longest so count on the planet. At eight he started. I wish moving. I would have got one of those counts a few times, right? Dude, it was hilarious. So then the fight continued and the second time when I was there they came to my dressing room and they say, Please, Mr. Rutten, uh, no real fighting. I said, No, 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 no. You hit me hard, I hit your heart back. Let's do that. Right? Because that's what I did. So if you time your punches, don't worry. I will. I can. I'm really good with time. I kick cigarettes out of your mouth. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I did pro wrestling. There, people knocked them out, and I will pull the punch and the kick. It looks exactly like I kick you. So don't worry about that. <laughs> so, but that everybody got on their on their toes. They got like. But it was so funny because the whole place went like, "Oh crap! Something went wrong there." Oops. Yeah, you should have seen Don's face. <laughs> uh, funny. <laughs> funny stuff. Funny stuff, man. What a life. What a life. Yeah. And we still got a lot left. We still got a lot left. You know, it's um, my tip to people. I always think this, you know, like I, like the crazy partying. Like now, for instance, I came to the hotel. I was like 1.30 at the hotel. I saw the gym was there. And I said, oh, I couldn't do a workout. And then I thought, wow, I never did that in my life. I will go straight to the bar, we'll get drink, and we'll go crazy and be, you know. And I go, this is so much more productive. Why didn't I start with this 15 years ago? Why would I have been that knucklehead, you know, that always, so party, do everything you want, get out of your system, but moderation, dude. You don't have to be every day, freaking day, right? And and well, now you start going back and I better, my wife, I'm, I told her, I said, I make it up for the rest of your life because I've been a crazy <laughs> guy, crazy guy. But the last, since 2006, I've been really good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So, but that's again, that's controlling devices. That's the whole thing, to say no at the right moment, it's, which is a hard thing. And on the four years, you know? you're gonna have 20 years on that one. Oh, oh you, you better yeah. get a good pre present uh, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the rest of my life, I'm gonna try this. I'm so happy waking up in the morning, doing everything that I do. Make a productive life. It's fun. Uh, that's the thing I would tell myself if I would go back in time and I could talk to my 20 year old. I say party, but not too crazy, dude. Just tone down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your goal for the next five to 10 years? Anything on the burner that you're this? I want this make this as big as I can. Uh, I hope that everybody sees it. I'm really good. The CrossFit people, I think it's a perfect match because they care about results. They don't care about anything else. This is the thing you throw it in your gym back. It can break. It can ding. You know, you don't have the stupid apps and all the. Focus for four or five minutes. Let it be your meditation for five minutes a day. What about that? You know, instead of tracking everything, you're going to feel good. Like, I give you an example. I started with screen number four in 2018, in May. And I, I, I post daily videos since 2018. I might have missed 60 over four and a half years. So that's when I build a habit, it's a habit. And those 60 times, it's when I'm traveling. Sure. I can do it. <laughs> 
And I did uh, my 30 repetitions in three minutes and 45 seconds. Three minutes and 45 seconds. Two years later, I look at my wife, now I'm much stronger, and I look at her, I go, you know what? I'm gonna try that old setting again. See how fast I can do it now. 55 seconds. So I went from three minutes 45 to 55 seconds. So now you can see how much stronger, the 75% increase. It's bizarre. You see, so that I like. But once you're at this level, like I'm at level one and a half now, and I'm on there for at least a year now. So now it doesn't go down. I do also a little bit more repetitions, not 30. I do five minutes, which most of the time, like 36, 38 uh, repetitions to just to do five minutes straight. But that's how you see you improve. Every time you do, uh, you, you go suddenly you go below the three minutes, you go to the next cap, and then you go again well, four and a half you minutes. You scored us. Through. You scored yeah, us for this amazing, whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, send one for you too. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, the next pack. Well, so. you'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah, of okay. course, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, karate Bring combat. Bring one back in a fucking yeah. month. Yeah, I'll do. Listen, oh. I, w- I would love to because I'm. Oh no, at the end of this month, the 28th, I'm going to be here. The 27th, so karate combat. Please check this out, guys. This is really this is uh, high level karate guys going to so title fight. Uh, Raymond uh, Daniels. I don't know if you know him. I don't. Oh, dude. You know. Us? Oh, you, no. you pull him up. You you'll see things if you've never seen before. This guy, Zachary, see what he does. He will make a spin, back kick, and a double spin, and he lands. Boom! Knocks you out with a punch. Oh. You you go like, what the heck is the the guy's now? I think he's forty two, and he just signed, and he's fighting on this show. You want to see this guy? I'm so excited for this fight, uh, but the main event. Also, I'll be texting Joshua you. Hagen, I'll be texting Ocha. you. Guys. Don't worry about it, dude. You you <laughs> you love the show. Karate.com. Make sure you text me. I'll get you tickets, good tickets, so you don't uh, uh, sit very close. Uh, it's in the pit, 45 degree angle walls that the fighters can use. So now you already, the, the showtime kicks, you see them, people running it up, and a boom, they, yeah. get, they have one guy, does takedowns in karate. You can take him down, not grappling, but you can rain down, ground and pound for five seconds. We already had knockouts now. So in the middle of the fight, whoop, take him down, bop, bop, bop. I mean, it's 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 a nice sport, and you push him in the corner, and he just runs out of the corner, because <laughs> it's the runs angle. Runs out of the corner, yeah. Dude, it's, yeah. it's yeah. badass. You, uh, it's, go to karate.com, you'll see it. Yeah. The background is really cool. It's like we're in a different place. It's like in the background is Tokyo. You go like, well, are we in the middle of Tokyo? Yeah, yeah. yeah, they did some uh, cool stuff. That's in Orlando at the and Universal go to, Studios. And go to that o2trainer.com. O2trainer.com and breathingforwarriors.com. Breathingforwarriors.com. That is the big um, breathing yeah. course. I would really suggest if you really want to bring, uh, bring breathing to the next level, we explain everything. There's nothing out there like this. So like Joey Diaz, the way, why he put me in contact with Belisa, Dr. Belisa, was because he could never complete his uh, uh, jiu-jitsu classes. And he says, dude, within a month, I, I, I all class. Once. And you know, he, he does breathe heavy. Yeah. He breathes heavy. But and now he, sm- he smokes like a motherfucker. Mm. So. Dude, I was on his show. So I come in, <laughs> and he's smoking a bong. And then you know the stars, the THC stars, the yeah. 250 milligrams? <laughs> <laughs> he ate Eight. Oh wow! Eight. <laughs> if I take one, I don't. I'm not gonna come out of bed for three days, <laughs> dude. I I can't do fifty milligram. He does two thousand. <laughs> he's funny. He, he's so oh, funny. He's such, such a so good guy. Nice. Dude, I, he, I've never heard anything bad about him. He calls me. What do you say? Hey man, I want to say I love you. Bye. Boom. Oh, there he goes. I love you. Stay black. Boom. And hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> he's the funniest guy. And it hangs up. Yeah. He just calls me to say he loves me, and then you know, hangs just up. Just a joker. Yeah. You know, he's a good dude. I have to throw it out there. I just uh, while we're while we're on air here, I text my buddy because he's a huge UFC fan, huge that. So I said. 
I said, you'll never guess who's in studio today. And I told him who's in studio. He put, he goes, he's the man. I love his YouTube. He used to train Kimbo. That's what hey, he said, yeah. So shout out John Nat. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Kimbo was that was a good guy, man. His group that he had around him, oh, his entourage, it's laugh all day long. It's one big laugh fest. Everybody's fun, right? have oh, all, so all fun. fun. What a good guys. He was a thick man. He was oh, a big dude, right? Big, big dude. He picked up really fast. Unfortunately, he started getting injuries, you know, because yeah, getting aged, a big knee injury. But you know, the fighting he did, and then later on, we found out with only thirty-five percent of his heart, mm. and he didn't want to tell anybody because he didn't want to stop fighting. Dude, he was doing what he was doing with thirty-five percent. That's insane. Even, what an animal. Am I not right? To even do that at 50% is crazy. Uh, that's what yeah. I mean. It's bizarre, man. It's, uh, yeah, some people are just born for that. And that's was he. He was just a born street fighter. He would have done bare knuckle really well. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, yes. Can right. you imagine? Yes, right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. You'd have to, I don't know. It'd be tight. Do I want him bare knuckle or Tyson? No, I, bare knuckle. I'm, I'm, moving. I'm just moving out of the country. Bare knuckle should not never be. Tyson kills somebody. Yeah. He's gonna kill somebody. It's 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 like normally with um, with age, like your speed goes, <laughs> but you keep your power. Well, Tyson has both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's freak of nature, man. Freak of I nature. keep telling him. I keep telling him. Bobby Chess. You know Bobby. Chess? Bobby Chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in the show. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Chess is saying he Tyson is fighting the Disney boy. The Logan one. Yeah. I'll kill him. I'd kill him if he gets a hold of him. Yeah. And, and by the way, coming back with the Logans, what you said there, there, there Logans, what, they already have an audience. It's a bizarre big audience, right? So, of course, they make a lot of money. They, they no, he's right? smart. Yeah, they're a, smart. They're, they're, they're smart. smart. Great marketers. But. So, yeah. So, and, and, and I have utmost respect for both these guys. Did you see Logan Paul doing pro wrestling? Yeah. I did. I yeah. did. I did that. Dude. Yeah. What a freaking athlete, right? I mean, yeah, it's People make fun of it all the time. It's no, no. Just, you cannot do some of this shit those guys no, do. No, they're athletes. And they get hurt, man. And, and, no. and Jake Paul with the boxing, yep. say whatever you want. But he's take, taking it serious. And the, and the he message he gave after the fight when he knocked out Woodley. Uh, that he said, you know what, this boxing put me back in my thing because I realized it was a bully, you know, and now I see everything has to come with hard work. It, it really made give me a different perspective. I thought it was such a great message what he was doing. I'm really, I'm, I love these guys. I go like, shit, this is they're doing a good they job yeah. because they attack it like it's a real job. It's not like a wishy was thing, you know. Yeah, and, like, and they go after big fighter if he fights Tyson. Ah, uh, that'll be He's got big cojones, dude. Yeah, I would stay far away, from, even in my prime. I'll make a lot of money. That'll make a lot of money, though. That'll make a lot of money. Yeah, but you know, money. But he better have a, a, like a side talk with Tyson, like one punch, yeah. and just follow. <laughs> Do it because you know that literally can kill, no, can kill his career, yeah, everything. Yeah. I mean, if, that's if how you, scary. If you can punch, I mean, you know better than anybody. But if you can punch at eighty-five pounds. After eight rounds of sparring with Mike Tyson, like after Tyson, and he don't spar like little, yeah, yeah. little punks. No, 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 I was there. If he's there and he punches that thing fully, they didn't take the tape off, nothing. 85 pounds. Yeah. That's 85 pounds coming at your head, at your ribs. Yeah, no, After but eight rounds of fucking sparring. Yeah, he's wow. just an animal. He's just an animal. That's why I said my whole fighting style is based on that. If I have an open stance and everybody goes always, well, no oh, but you're, you're so damn good. No, but <laughs> but they say you just your white target here, and I go, yeah. But so is Tyson. Did everybody Chuck Liddell fought like that? Robert X fought like that. Yeah, Chuck Liddell yeah. did yeah, too. All right. these guys. Yeah. 
Did they ever go down to the body? No. But you say it's such an easy target. You know what happens? That's the same as with the kick to the balls, what I was talking about. Yeah. Because you know it's aware, your defense, I, I block them at my elbows. That's how I block body shots. But what now, if I stand like this in one line, if I blade, in kickboxing especially, how can I block low kicks? How can I make a hard left kick? How can I make a hard left punch? Left hook, I'm gonna to have to set it up or load up, which you don't wanna do because you're gonna hit. But if you stand like this, that's my left hook. There's, it's a straight punch, not a jab anymore, because now I can use my upper body, push off on the back foot, that's all, that's a straight punch. I hit the crash test dummy like that, this was 93% compared to this 100%. Hmm. 7% difference only in this stance. They were like, how is that possible? I go, because of the stance. That's why Tyson hits equally left and right. You see, I just look at things and I say, that's the best for boxing. Let's see if I can apply this to tie yeah. boxing. You know, and, if it wor and it works. Don't reinvent the wheel. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Just look at the good guys, yeah. see what they do, and then build it to yourself a little bit. Yeah, that's why I was asking about Rogan. Like, I just look at the best and I just build it to myself a little bit. Yeah. So, no, no, but that's I, I think he's great. I, I, I like Rogan. Yeah, no, and, and everybody, so they come out with a little twist, but I'm not like, yeah. you know, trying to like, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, everybody's different, you yeah. know? It's like, a, and we don't need the second Rogan because we have, Rogan is we good. Have, yeah, Rogan, yeah. yeah. So, but we need different people. That's the great thing about being different, you know? Nobody can be like him. I wish I had a brain like that. Me too. You know? So, uh, but, uh, and he's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Uh, people don't realize yeah, that. Yeah, TV, all that. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. And his stand-up is really good as well. Yeah, he's an amazing guy. Amazing person. All right, I'll see you soon. All right, my friend. Thank you so and much the next for time. I see you, I yeah, see awesome. your, your chorus like this. Oh, you will. <laughs> All right, buddy. Godspeed, brother. Oh, thank you.